All right, let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever heard of a professional wrestler by the name of Andre the Giant? I think you have. I think most people have heard of Andre the Giant. He was 7 foot 4, 550 pounds, whatever he was. Now, I heard a story about him recently. I heard that he, when he went to hotels, you know, when the wrestlers were on tour and things like that, his roommates told stories that he was so big, he couldn't use the toilet. He had to take a dump in the shower. He actually had to dump in the shower. Now, that's gross, and I do apologize for being a little... Um, you know, lewd with that type of with that type of talk, but this is very important here because he had to take dumps in the shower. Uh, what's my point? My point is that Andre the Giant traveled a lot. Andre the Giant was in a lot of hotels. You don't want to cross paths with a hotel that Andre the Giant may have stayed in. And honestly, I hate to break the news to you. But he stayed in a lot of hotels. What's the point to all this, cruisers? You're wondering, why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this to tell you this. I don't have any record of Andre the Giant taking any cruises. Book a cruise would always be booked. Yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a tent Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from Yeah Woo. There's a place Where the boat leaves from It takes away all aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. Let's get right into it for a change now, shouldn't we? Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. All right. Let's get right Lately, it's been all about the edge. And no, I am not talking about a guitarist for you two. I'm talking about the celebrity edge. And there is a lot going on with that, man. I did a detailed, hardcore uh, analysis and kind of like uh, talking about the main rooms of it in uh, the uh, Patreon as well. Also, just to note on the Patreon, I've been kind of like detailing out a lot of stuff right now. Just kind of every once in a while, you guys like to, I guess, tune into what's going on with the uh, day-to-day with me. Right now, I am working as a manager, events manager, and uh, you know some operational stuff at a country bar. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think it's going to be good. So far, so good. Um, you know, there's been a crazy, wacky kind of, I guess, set of uh, circumstances. Nothing, nothing, nothing to feel bad about. Nothing too unfortunate. It's just a transitional time for me, and I kind of detail it a little bit in the Patreon only because, you know, I figure if you want to be you know, in tune with that type of stuff. That means you're like the hardcore fan and that's the people that are willing to pay the $5. Uh, I'm leaving it mostly off of here, not because I'm trying to tease or anything like that. I'm just thinking, you know what? You might not want to hear it. If you want to hear it, you go over there. If you don't want to hear it, you want to get back into the cruise stuff, some light banter, we do it over here. And uh, what I did mention was some of the key features of the Celebrity Edge and 
man, what is, what is, what is it going to take for your boy to get a little love from the cruise world? What do you, What is it going to take? I don't get any of these invitations. I'm seeing all these bloggers and all these people and, you know, everybody doing these cabin tours because they get this invitation to the two, three, four day, um, you know, inaugural cruises on the Celebrity Edge. Your boy doesn't get any of that stuff yet, huh? I don't know. I get... It is what it is. I do have the follow. I do have the listenership from what I could see and what I, you know, what it, what it looks like comparable and the kind of like the little, you know, I don't have it down to a science, but the little investigations I do have. There's plenty of you cones out there. You're out there. You know, there's no question about it. I just think that, I don't know, maybe the whole, maybe I'm the bad boy of cruising. Maybe that's why I'm not going to get any love on that stuff. But guys, I'm not going to change. We're still going to come from the hip. We're going to still be offbeat, irreverent, off the cuff, things like that. And uh, you know what? No two-hour, two-day, four-day trip on any new cruise ship is going to change the way I deliver this cynical, yet fun, yet ideally informative and inclusive podcast to you guys. It's just going to keep coming the way it is. But the Edge, there's no doubt about it. Something special has happened here with the uh, Celebrity Edge cruise ship. I don't know. I don't know how. uh, You know, I feel like it almost should be a bigger story than it is because, you know, the company Royal Caribbean itself just keeps coming out with this wow stuff. And the Royal Caribbean brand itself has just outdone itself to the point where you're like, what the hell else are they going to do? Now, the Royal Caribbean, uh, you know, the parent company is, you know, holds celebrity within them. And then celebrity, sort of a little under the radar. Now, if you're a cruising enthusiast like we are, it's not under the radar. We we know. We're in the, we're in the know of what's going on with this cruise ship. Now, if you're the casual vacationer, the casual traveler, uh, you may not know. You may not be in the know of what is going on with this thing. The first thing that really comes out and, you know, just just fires out at you is the side of the ship. I mean, the thing, I don't know, man. The thing, it's a beautiful ship, but you can't tell me that thing on the side of it isn't an eyesore. I mean, that's like it looks like it's a little, you know, seeing it in pictures, it looks exactly the way they want you to see it, uh, seeing it. Uh, I guess in the renderings, the photos, whatever, it looks it looks okay. But then you see it at sea, actually, and, you know, again, you know what? I'm going to get a heat again because it looks like I'm knocking it. I'm going into a hole. I'm going to blow the ship. It's going to be, like, out of control because there's no – you can't take away from how great this ship is. But let's just start with the realness. It's – uh it basically looks like it's still under construction. It looks like it's got a scaffold or uh, something attached to the side of it, and it's still being worked on. But uh, it's functional. You know what I mean? So it's hugely functional, and I think that's going to be really, really cool. But So that's the thing that starts out as far as if you're looking at the cruise, the cruise ship from overhead shots or shots from the island or just shots in general, you see that this project is on the side of it. And that thing look is cool, though. You know what I mean? It, it does go from floor to floor. It's on a track. It's you know, maybe the colors off too. I don't know if I would have made an orange. Maybe that would have been been a little bit of a difference. Maybe a navy or something like that. A little a little more subtle, a little more sleek looking instead of you know something like a uh, well, dare I say, uh, the color of a cone. Dare I say? Uh, but 
it's still cool because it does a bunch of things. First of all, it can act as a vehicle, a vessel for you to get to your tender, which is cool. Uh, you can have dinner on it. I think there's uh, events and functions that go on on it. It sits there during the day. It acts as seating to a restaurant on deck five. And then it can be brought up to the Lido deck where it can be, I don't know, anything from more seating restaurant-wise. It could be a party space where you can kind of let loose a little bit and uh Again, I don't know. I'm interested to hear the reviews that come out about what they are calling. What is, what is this? What do they call it? The uh, magic carpet. That's right. The magic carpet. Also, worth noting, the aft portion of the ship, they clearly took something from the um, – They what they did was take the main theater and the back of the ship – and had both of those inspired by the 270 lounge, which you'll see on the Anthem class ships. And you'll see clearly what it is, is basically they took the LED screen now on the Anthem class ships. It's phenomenal. I really, really do want to experience a 270 lounge on one of the Anthem class. That's definitely a cruise bucket list for me. But what they did was they basically built the same lounge, but one of the key features to the 270 lounge is the LED screens that are all along the back of the ship. And I don't know if it's two stories, three stories, but it's a very high, all-encompassing 270-degree back wall of LED. So you're looking out on the back of the ship, and it could be a you know, it could be a thunderstorm in a forest. It could be an aquarium. It could be just laser lights. I think it could be actual windows too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The screen comes down. So they actually can pull the screen up and there could be window. So you have total, I guess, maneuverability and versatility and multifunctionality with that. So what they did on the edge was they took that and put it in the main theater. That was the other function of it too that I didn't mention just now is that it would just be used as uh, scenery, uh, real-time changeable scenery in any production they would do in that room. So I guess the thinking was, is, hey, this thing is working out with the production so well. Let's take it out of that area for the, for the edge. Let's put it in the theater and then we'll just leave the windows open for the edge. And uh, so they took that piece of the technology and put it back there. And now the uh, the, the what they're calling the, the Garden of Eden, I believe, or just Eden, if I'm not mistaken. They put that on the back aft portion uh, of the lower decks in the Celebrity Edge. You can see on both the Anthem, I'm sorry, the Quantum class of ships and the Edge, you can look. It's very, very visible at the back of the ship or what they've done with it and where you can see that there is something next level going on on the lower decks of that ship, Those both of those classes of ships at the back. And it looks really, really cool. And then, uh, so that's what they did as far as Eden. Um, they took that and put it there. And to make it, to, I guess... They added a bunch of stuff that 270 doesn't have in the Eden section of um, Celebrity Edge. So you have an actual garden. It's a similar use room. You can eat there. You can drink there. You can do uh, enjoy some shows there. They'll probably, I guarantee, if I'm not mistaken, uh, might. I, I would guess that one one night of the week at least they'll use it as the nightclub and they'll just do like high level functions there so it just looks ultra luxurious you just go back there and you just really again it just comes down to you can't believe you're on a cruise ship there's growing plants in there i guess you can pull that off because of the uh, open window the window like uh 
I guess, configuration where you can kind of, it, it acts as sort of like a greenhouse. You have the second deck where you have like sort of a span that you could walk across where you're overlooking the whole thing. They're going to do wine tastings in there. They're going to do interactive food demonstrations. They're going to do nightclubs. They're going to do performances. They're going to do a bunch of stuff in the Eden section of Celebrity Edge. Uh, so what did we talk about? We talked about the Magic Carpet. We talked about Eden. The main theater we talked about briefly, but let's go back to that. It looks really, really cool. It looks like a very, very modern theater. With the fact that they're going to have that giant LED backdrop, it's going to be able to allow them to do basically whatever the F they want on that freaking uh, in that theater. And I think that's going to really, really do a good job at attracting people to shows, attracting people who normally may not be attracted to shows. I'm one of those guys. I mean, there's really got to be nothing going on for me to pop into a show on a cruise ship now. Now, maybe it's a little bit of a different story with Royal Caribbean because you have some of the major productions and things like that, whether it's licensed or whether it's one of their original productions. Uh, I'll check them out. You know what I mean? So, uh, but in general, I'm not, I don't. Do I need to see uh, what's what's the carnival music unlimited whatever the hell it is uh, sound, sound whatever they whatever they call it I think they're good but I think you you kind of see two or three of them and it's been there done that and that's not even to speak of the whole just you know let's put a, a 57 Chevy on stage and sing about the 50s for an hour but nobody needs that anymore but um, you know something like this on the celebrity edge is going to get people it's going to attract people to the theaters now look uh look at the stage too if you get a chance to see some renderings um it's circle it like kind of juts out there's like a um what would you say it's a little bit narrow under the led backdrop and then it widens out to a, almost a full circle and then there's actually seating that goes around that circle. So in essence, if you're on some of the ground floors or, or some of the first couple of rows, you're actually seeing a theater in the round. So uh, that to me, you know, that's just them doing something that's next level. You know, I, I think uh, shout out to Marty. Marty just posted the other day again as um, uh, talking about there being too much going on on cruise ships. Now, uh We'll talk about the – well, we won't talk about it. I said it on the Patreon. I've already kind of repeated enough. But, uh, you know, the pricing is through the roof with this with this cruise ship. And you know what? This is the first time you've ever seen that really happen. Royal Caribbean has been wowing with bumper cars and flow riders and zip lines and, you know, central parks and things like that for years. And the pricing has kind of stayed relatively similar. You know, it's kind of this is the real first ship that is from I'm not going to say a mass market, but it's a premium cruise line. But even still, that has kind of separated itself based on, uh, you know, the features that it has. And you know what? I'm not going to say it's it, it's it's probably it's probably just so. I mean, the things on the ship. Let's move on. So then they have the, uh, what is it called? The the forest, something on top. So they used to have the lawn club. No more lawn club. They have a giant forest up on top. Um, And they'll do shows up there. They'll do different events up there. The... The, um, the Lido deck has a different look to it. It has a little bit of a longer, skinnier type of pool, almost a pool that's more friendly for doing laps and things like that. And oh, going back to Marty, sorry. Marty posted about, you know, kind of complaining about there being too many new things on cruise ships, new bells and whistles. Now, Marty, I don't know if you're in the market for an edge edge ship, but this might be up your alley. This is, this is a ship that... 
you know, I think what Marty says is he he's he does he can do without all the gratuitous bells and whistles like that are things that are going to take up the Lido deck and Marty's a sun guy and he likes to lay in the sun he likes to have his space a good nice spacious Lido deck and I totally get that and and my argument was first of all okay so let them build the new ships but you also have the older ships if that's what you like so why not create the best of both worlds but this is a new ship that I think caters to you know not a lot of it is too gimmicky not a lot of it is too like overly kid-friendly or slides or bumper cars or uh, go-karts or things like that. This has a lot of features to it, luxurious features that I don't think necessarily get in the way of the cruiser that wants to have a calm, relaxing experience. So, uh, Marty, check out the edge, man. This, is, this thing is out of control. Um, and the staterooms. you got to mention the staterooms. That, that garage door setup. It's not even a garage door. It disappears into the into the wall, I guess. Shout out to Doug Parker. Doug Doug was on the uh, edge, I believe, and he's you got to check out his his stories on on Instagram and on on Snapchat if you if you're so inclined, because uh, he was on the uh, media sailings and he did a great kind of I guess perfectly. He gives you a perfect perspective of what it is like to kind of open these sliding doors. And really, I mean, you are just able to put a screen up over your balcony. And then you're able to get rid of the entire wall that separates your room and the balcony. And you could leave the screen up on the balcony if you want. You literally, in your stateroom, are completely connected to the sea. And I am the guy that loves a balcony. But I am not going to book a balcony in lieu of being able to get good value on an inside stateroom. So that's where I usually sit with that. But this is a destination. This is like, you know what? This is something worth seeing. If your budget to go to a concert is 50 bucks, but you can get front row $250 for Billy Joel, you, you break your budget. You break your budget for that. This, this, this state rooms, these balcony state rooms on the Celebrity Edge, for the first time ever, I might say that if you take three cruises a year and you got to break it down to one and a half so you can experience this balcony, you got to let me know. Maybe we'll try to reach out to Doug, see if we can get uh, the first-hand info on what the um, – you know what the balcony was like and if it, if it looks as cool usually it looks cooler you know what i mean usually you take pictures <clears throat> excuse me and you take videos and they don't they don't do it justice you know what i mean but this already looked sick i mean out of control so a historic cruise ship is now at sea and like i said i feel like it's a little bit under the radar the celebrity edge you know when the oasis came out in 2009 it was like it was it was like holy shit everybody was like Damn, this is something else. This is something different, you know. And the edge, maybe just because it's not, you know, doesn't hold 852 passengers. It doesn't have a split deck, two hotels, uh, flow riders, and things like that. Maybe that's why it's under the radar. But I don't think it should be, man. You got to check out this Celebrity Edge cruise ship. All right, let's get into some cruise news here. Um, this show, again, I'm talking about... You know, I'm, I'm, show prep is an issue, guys, for me. Show prep is the issue because I'm out here trying to make a living. We've spent a lot of time, a long time, you know, and these things never are planned to be like this. But we spent a long time 
putzing around out here, trying to find a job, trying to, you know, the whole Cruzapalooza of September got in the way a little bit and just, you know, you got to kiss a couple of frogs before you find that prince, right? Princess, I should say, in my case. But, uh, you know, you, you, you go to these jobs and, you know, you think they are what they are and you're happy that you get a job and you're used to doing things for 16 years and, uh, you know, then you go to this new job and it's completely different from everything you've learned over the past 16 years. So then this thing doesn't end up working out. Then maybe you get another job and then maybe that job is like a little bit of a scam and more a little, a little, a little wacky. I'm not giving any details here and accusing anybody of anything, but I'm telling you that to tell you that I'm, I'm kind of putzing around here trying to actually find and land into something stable for a day gig, an actual money gig, and my wantingness to, I guess, be able to to crush it with episodes every single week on time, same day, which is what I want to do and which is ultimately, believe it or not, whether you see it or not, I know it's talk at this point, I know it's been, there's been empty promises, but what I want to do is eventually do that and I still have that oh, as a hardcore goal. The reality is I got to make a living. I got to eat. I got to pay rent. I got to food, shelter, this and that. And then we're not in an emergency situation, but at the same time, we're doing everything we can and we're being diligent to make sure we stay out of that situation. So that's why I am, uh, you know, having to find myself, you know, dedicate a good amount of time to finding and keeping a nine to five day job. And then it's well, not nine to five, but a, a regular job. So that's what's getting in the way and it's not getting in the way of sitting down and talking to you guys it's getting in the way of the four hours i gotta take to sit down and put it together a show that's worth listening to so i don't even uh, for this show uh, we'll see what happens <laughs> roll the dice see where it goes uh the, the topic of this show is going to be the purge i am going to go into you know a few at this point, maybe it's over a month and a half ago or so, I asked you guys to give me the things you don't like about cruising. I said, once a year, we should do this. We should air out our grievances. There is zero doubt about our fam- our favorite form of travel. But at the same time, you know, we're all going to release our frustration. Sometimes it's helpful to vent. You know what I mean? Um, there's no doubt we love cruising, especially in lieu of the Andre the Giant information we just got. So we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna talk about the perch, but first we'll get into some cruise news. All right, so all right, let's talk a little bit about Galveston, the port down in Texas. That's very close. The closest major city to that is Houston, and apparently they're doing pretty well as a port. The Galveston Wharves announced results for the month of September 2018 to round out a strong third quarter driven by substantial cargo volume and an increase in cruise passenger capacity according to a statement now we got a quote we're glad to report such a strong increase in both cargo volume and passenger movements in the third quarter said port director and ceo roger reese if this trend continues it will be a record year across all business lines for the port our new team is coming together. The port did see a 5% increase in cruise ship visits for 2018, I'm sorry, for September 2018, resulting in an increased passenger embarkation um, of 14.6% year over year for the same period in September of 2017. Parking numbers naturally increased too. What do they say when the uh, high tide hits, all boats rise? So, I mean, 
I think just by doing the show, I don't have any hard data, hard numbers in front of me. Shame on me, as I usually don't. But I definitely know that we've been talking about Galveston a little bit more the past year. You've seen a couple of different things happen with Galveston. And I think this one you could probably say, uh, leading up to it, year over year, you see some dream class ships spending some time in there. But then now, you know, reason for the increase, what did they just do last month? Everybody's not, everybody knows, right? They put the Vista there. So, I don't know. It's a little interesting that they don't mention the fact that they just, you know, jammed in Carnival's pretty much biggest ship. Well, tied for the biggest ship for now. You guys hear about the Carnival moves that they're making? So, Carnival is getting into the mega ship business, uh, and I give them kudos for that. For as much, and shout out to Paul, Paul Ewing. Uh noted again recently that Tommy hates the fantasy class ships it's not that I hate the fantasy class ships it is the fact that I think Carnival can do better you're the best I'm going to get into that again you guys understand where I'm coming from with that I eventually that's kind of growing and growing on my bucket list to get on a fantasy class ship uh Again, it just seems weird. It just seems they just seem dated, but I will do it now that I'm in Florida. And, uh, you know, you just eventually can get these cruise deals. You know, when things kind of shore up from an employment standpoint and income standpoint, or if I can get some of you damn cones to freaking donate to the Patreon. Come on, guys. Patreon. You get an extra show a week. We talk about personal stuff on there. It's only five bucks. And uh, I do. You're right. One thing I am negligent about, I do have to create another tier since we uh, basically uh, busted open the whole thing where we're doing the whole group cruise thing. And, yes, there's going to be a group cruise, and that will be announced soon as well. But, uh, you know, that was always the motivator. We get to 50, we're going to do a group cruise. That's out the window. So I'm going to create another tier where there's a different set of member benefits if you donate to the Patreon. But, uh, you know, it really helps out, guys. <laughs> if I can get some more Patreons, uh, the the 9 to 5 will be way less of a priority. And I will reinvest that time into you guys. And that is a promise. But where was I going with that? Um, what the hell was I talking about? Let me look back. Oh, Carnival. Yeah, so I, I definitely want to do a fantasy class ship, and I definitely, if I have some more expendable time, I definitely will do, you know, a couple of days, one of the two or three day ones, just to get on the ship and feel it out. I want to do it. But again, so Carnival is building a, uh, a couple of mega ships. And uh, man, it's going to be, it's not the panorama. So the first they're going to put out the panorama, and that is going to, I guess, spend most of the time on the West Coast. And kudos to the West Coast. Shout out to the West Coast for finally getting. A brand new build out there and I think that's great I'm over here on the East Coast clearly the Caribbean has the place to be for cruising it has more options for destinations it has more ports more embarkation ports so I get it but I mean geez it's been a long time coming throw one of the new builds throw one of the monsters over there and good good for them shout out to the cruise dudes shout out to Sherry shout out to all the people on the West Coast who are now going to be able to experience you know, one of the newest and biggest and baddest ships on the Carnival block. But Carnival is creating a 100, and I think they're, what are they, hundred around 140,000 ton, uh, tons. Um, this is uh, these ships they are going to put out in 2020, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, are going to be uh, 185 uh, gross tons. 185,000 gross tons. So Carnival's stepping up. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. But again, 
just reminding Carnival, talking about Carnival, just, I don't know, they've just, they've, they've gotten away from the things that I liked about Carnival a little bit. Clearly, I still love them as a cruise line. Clearly, I'm going to sail Carnival again. I am like, a, I feel like I've been freaking a cruise and a half away from Platinum for freaking the last three cruises. I got to go in and check this out. Maybe I think they also changed it. I think they switched it up on you too. I don't know. I'm not sure 100%. By the way, speaking, staying on Carnival, you guys hear about this uh, um, new rule they're putting in place. Uh, I guess, listen, I don't, I never like when companies come out and throw a hard line at you and start talking tough. They did it back when they were talking about the room service. I was a little offended. No, I was, dare I say, triggered. I was a little triggered by John Heald um, when he talked about, you know, the different policy to room service. And now that there's going to be a charge for room service overnight. And he decided that the best way to introduce that news was to go on a video and say, okay, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you're into this or not. I don't know if it affects you or not. I clearly don't know how it could. I mean, what kind of people order wings after 2 (laughs) a.m.? I don't know, John. I'm not going to say anything, but we all love John Hield, but Held, Hield, Hild, Hould, John Hield. John Held, um, we all love him, and he and I think he's he, he gets abused uh, a lot of times, and to me that's good for him. I think he handles that well because that's just a sign that you made it. You know what I mean? When people uh, see you living a certain way and see you having a certain, I guess, look to you and kind of like uh, where you where you actually are comfortable in your own skin, there's a, a, a faction of people out there that will do whatever they can. For no reason other than to just knock you off your pedestal or try to get you to be uncomfortable with yourself. And uh, John takes a big hit for that. But I had an issue with John on that one, man, when he came out and said, listen, we're charging for room service. But who, who, what kind of people are going to order wings after 2 a.m.? John, I'm going to do it. I'm going to order wings. I'm not saying anything. I mean, you know, with all due respect, you, you look like you may have had a wing or two after 2 a.m. You, you, you look like you may have. You may have had a... You know, I don't know. You may have had a bowl of chili past 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 dusk. You know, I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Maybe maybe a milkshake at 4 a.m. I don't know. Maybe maybe you couldn't sleep one night and raided the. I don't know. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you have. Maybe you haven't. If not, if you have, good for you. I'm all for it. I'm right there with you because you know I'm I'm raiding that fridge. I'm coming home and you know, I swear that's how I got fat. I was skinny, guys. I was a freaking speed rushing defensive end off the edge captain of my football team running a 4840 you know not that that's fast for uh real high level college people but it was the fastest on my team and i was skinny i was a skinny guy i was a wide receiver too and uh you know my grand my grandmother god rest her soul one of the most important people in the history of my life just didn't understand uh how you, you probably shouldn't just feed people into oblivion. And uh, despite my quick metabolism, my athletic prowess, and uh, my uh, smaller frame, skin, skinnier, leaner frame, she found a way to slob me up. <laughs> I'd come home. And, you know, during the party nights, those, what do they call them, gap years? 
we had like five or six gap years in a row and uh so did the people in my town and you know we just weren't that ambitious back then and you know we would just go out pretty much every night seven nights a week we had a spot you know mondays was uh mulcahy's tuesdays was malibu wednesdays was sprats on the land thursdays was rockwell's fridays and saturdays was anywhere you wanted to go and uh i would come home and there would be whatever you want in there there'd be a freaking i mean there would be there would be a freaking windjammer in my refrigerator any night i came home there'd be chicken cacciatore there would be uh pasta bolognese there would be you know a freezer full of mozzarella sticks i had to move for breakfast for probably my entire senior year straight i had a breakfast of mozzarella sticks frozen farm rich mozzarella sticks with uh ragu sauce dumped on top of them put in the microwave oh you know what i actually rotated it i had that um rotated up every morning for breakfast mozzarella sticks with um sauce on top of them and then the other day it would be a bagel a fresh bagel with monster cheese and then the same thing plate of sauce just dip it dip it in the sauce so basically like a pizza bagel and that would be every morning for my entire senior year and uh you know god bless the that generation they just they just thought you if you're eating you're healthy if you're eating you're healthy you know put the dog out too the dog i came home from when i came home from the first trip on florida the dog couldn't walk shout out to nicole nicole gerby she showed up at one of our uh thanksgiving dinners when we were put out by sandy i had the uh thanksgiving in one of the bars we operate she showed up and uh yeah for for the family the size of the family we have there was always way too much food all right we're all over the map aren't we all right costa cruises has announced it's launching a new advertising campaign featuring drum roll penelope cruz damn remember penelope cruz back in some of those movies remember penelope cruz and blow what a beautiful woman who do you like better you um you know you have to kind of pick you got to pick britney spears or christina aguilera you got to pick what are some of the other ones you got to pick um star wars or star trek you got to pick between who else help me out here the Hatfields and McCoy, <laughs> McCoys are reaching out. But you also have to kind of pick between Penelope Cruz and Selma Hayek. Uh, I always edged out a little bit closer to the uh, Selma Hayek. Nevertheless, Penelope Cruz was no slouch. What a beautiful woman. There's something just something about her, huh? What do you think? Penelope Cruz. Anyway, the Spanish actress will star in the new international ad campaign for Costa Cruz Lines as a mermaid. Uh, and she will be bewitched by the sound of a Costa ship. Okay. She decides to go aboard through a magic passage and experience the excitement and happiness squared uh, that are part and parcel of a cruise holiday. That's what Costa announced. So you're going to turn this beautiful Spanish woman into a mermaid. And uh, she's going to be, I guess, enchanted by the sound of a cruise ship horn. Sounds like all of us, right? Aren't we? Got to get away to where the boat leaves from. Uh, she decides to go aboard through this magical passage that only she knows about. I mean, she's a mermaid, right? That makes sense that she might have access to a passage that the rest of us do not have. Let me make sure this is still recording. Yes, it is. All right. And um, anyway, she 
gets on the ship and she realizes that now she is a cone. She basically turns herself into a cone. Uh, we have a quote. Penelope Cruz is the ideal representative for Costa Cruises because she embodies perfectly the spirit and beauty of a Mediterranean holiday on board our ships. She is sheer, cheerful and genuine and is also known for her great professionalism. In fact, the aim of this advertising campaign, it's like, uh, this is a quote and it's like, in fact, like they just thought of this part of it. Uh, to communicate that a cruise is a magical holiday, the only one that allows people to discover the world from a unique perspective of the sea, so much that even a mermaid is enchanted to go, enough to go on board. <laughs> okay, we got it. Um, this is Laura Kasura, and she is the uh, VIP, uh, VP of uh, Global Strategic Marketing. Laura, you got to concise this up a little bit. It sounds like you're kind of speaking off the cuff and you're, you know, this is supposed to be a statement here, but it sounds like, okay, so uh, we're experiencing things from the world of a cruise and you are kind of just realizing all this all at once. And uh, it, it, it's, um, sorry, I got a phone call here. So, so much that even, you know what? She's a mermaid and she should be used to the sea. But she's even enchanted enough to go on board this beautiful sea vacation. And finally, the music, the original version of the Sapor di Sale by Gino Paoli uh, is the perfect soundtrack for that, I guess, uh, I guess that little ad. And uh, it's a little, got a little Italian flair to it. And uh, like I said, that is uh, Luca. I'm sorry. What did I say? Lucy? Luca. It's Luca Casora, uh, Costa Cruz's uh, VIP of uh, Global Sales and Strategic Marketing. The ad campaign will be made available in segments ranging from 15 to 60 seconds. Uh, it was directed by Wame de Laguana. Laguna. Laguna. Uh, the campaign produced with Young and Rubicam Spain will also be supported by a social media campaign. So they're going to shove this down your throat on TV and you're going to see it in your newsfeed on Facebook and Instagram. Um, that's cool. I mean, it, it, it kind of just gives you a little bit, starting with where did it go back, way back to Carnival, back in the 80s. They did these extended long infomercial. I do this, guys. It's kind of if you're a real cruise nerd. Go on YouTube and type in Carnival Classic Commercials or Carnival Infomercials and things like that. They go off. There's like 20 to 30 minute commercials or infomercials trying to sell you the Carnival dream. And it's funny because they describe the ships and they describe and they, and they, they really – it shows you how early in the in, in the pleasure cruising game it was because they featured Nassau. Like Nassau was – part of it like you would talk about the Lido deck you talk about the dining room you talk about the late nights the entertainment the midnight buffet you know the cruise ship in, in general the the living quarters and then they would do a whole thing about Nassau as well as if today Nassau is not the port that everybody's trying to get away from despite the fact that I don't agree with it YouTube always be booked on YouTube Nassau doesn't suck check it out shameless promotion another shameless promotion ladies and gentlemen I Bust this out every year. Always be booked on YouTube. The, what is it? The uh, 12 Days of Cruisemas. Check it out. The 12 Days of Cruisemas. I was actually pretty proud of this little production I put together. Now is it exploding on the scene and getting, you know, is it is it, as the kids say, breaking the internet? 
not even close but at the same time I think it's a catchy little tune and for us cruise nerds and cones and super cones out there I think it's a, a cool little uh, little jingle so check it out the 12 days of cruise miss on the always be booked YouTube channel all right let's talk about let's stay on carnival now for a second uh, they are having an involvement in what's everybody's favorite parade in California the Rose Bowl parade that's right carnival will preview a floral replica of a ship a seven there's seven uh, to seven hundred thousand spectators on hand to view the 130th Rose Parade in Pasadena California on January 1st as well as a television audience of more than 80 million parade fans the company said so Carnival stepping up clearly spending some big bucks to get the replica of one of their ships on a float no actually the ship is the float to be in the parade for the granddaddy of them all the Rose Bowl on uh, January 1st, New Year's Day. The float will include many of the signature features of carnival ships, including the red and blue funnel. Of course, you can't have a carnival replica float without the funnel, can you? Um, it will have a water park, and there'll be like a Lido deck party. Well, they also have a uh, cruise director teaching you seven line dances and telling you to go to the quest game, maybe, who knows, as well as the line's newest feature and first ever trampoline park at sea, <coughs> Royal Caribbean uh, virtual reality, uh, in partnership with Sky Zone. I just kind of did that little subliminal in there, just kidding around, because I don't really know if it has anything to do with the other one, but you know me, we're cynical, and that's what we do here, and that's why we don't get invited on new builds and uh, ship, I guess, um, you know, whatever you want to call them, uh, inaugurals or um, what's that word when you go to college and they teach you how to get along with other people um, or when you go to your job, uh, not internship, not inauguration. Uh, come on, guys, help me out. In introduction, intro, 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 uh, we'll come back to that. Uh, anyway, we have a quote. Um, wait, hold on. Not yet. Celebrating its role as the cruise line that carries the most military personnel, the float also salutes the brave men and women of the armed forces with a special appearance by former Miss USA Deshauna Barber, godmother of Carnival Panorama's sister ship, the Carnival Vista, and the first active member of the military to serve as Miss USA. Wow, I didn't really, I didn't realize that we had a Miss USA that was uh, that served in the military. Uh, that's amazing. That's awesome. And I guess they are saying that uh, she's the Vista Godmother because they're relating it to the Panorama because the Panorama is the ship I guess that's being replicated and it's the one that's going to be out there as we discussed earlier in good old Cali. Uh, Carnival is the number. This is the quote. Carnival is the number one cruise line on the West Coast. Uh, and the arrival of Carnival Panorama next December will only strengthen our position as the most fun vacation in the region, uh, said Christine Duffy. Christine Duffy, have you ever met her? Have you ever seen her in person? What an amazing woman. A very, very capable woman, a smart woman, and full of life, able to make fun of herself. I watched her do a lip sync battle. What a cool lady Christine Duffy is, president of Carnival Cruise Line. Uh, continues, uh, the quote continues. 
We are planning to show a spectacular float to match the spectacular new ship and with the addition of SkyZone to complement so many of our most popular features and attractions. We're offering even more ways to choose fun from the West Coast. Yes, very, very important. I agree with that. Let's choose fun out on the West Coast. Commented uh, Jeff Platt, president of SkyZone. So, oh, so SkyZone is a third party. Um, quote, as, lo- as a longit- Los Angeles-based company, being part of the Rose Parade is a truly unique and unforgettable experience, unforgettable way to announce our first SkyZone at sea, which will provide guests of all ages an opportunity to experience exciting new ways to play aboard the amazing new Carnival Panorama. Man. I agree with it, but that's cool that they're getting the SkyZone third party. Usually, you put the thing on the ship, whoever makes it, whether it's a slide, whether it's an attraction, whether it's um, you know, whatever it is, spa, they put it on the ship and it becomes property of the ship. SkyZone, I guess, is uh, I guess gets its own shine in this, and uh, there getting a little bit of PR from this as well. So this is a West West Coast based company, some sort of a trampoline type of apparatus. I will check up on you. We probably should have that information for you right now what it exactly is. But again, it's it's a trampoline, it's on the West Coast and it's on Carnival and uh, the president is Jeff Platt. So now we know. All right, let's move it over to uh, Norwegian Cruise Line. Uh, they announced today the addition of free and reduced airfare to its long-standing free at sea program, which has helped drive earnings and bookings for the brand. Yeah, so everybody knows, most people know about the free at sea. I was going to see things just coming back to me. Give me credit for at least it coming back to me. We were going to talk about Carnival before, and I completely skipped over it. And uh, I'm going to put this on hold because I'll forget it again if I don't. So the other thing about Carnival before we jump into Norwegian was the, uh, you know, you're not supposed to smoke on the balconies. We all know that. That's a rule. I guess some people adhered to it and some people didn't. Some people just had a little bit of a, um, I guess, entitlement saying that they were going orientation. (laughs) Orientation. There we go. Um. So some people did adhere, <laughs> adhere to the um, – I'm kind of losing it out here, aren't I? I mean, this, the sun is hot. The sun is hot all year round, so it'll bake you up a little bit. You know, That's all I can say. Uh, Carnival imposed a very, very strict, strict accountability issue with the uh, balcony – smoking on the balcony thing. They said the first time you're caught smoking on the balcony, you will – Get from they're not gonna bill you. They're not gonna say, "Hey, you owe us five grand." They're gonna deduct five hundred dollars from your sign and sale account right then and there. Boom, hard line, five hundred bucks. So we talked about this because we were kind of and we we got sidetracked, but we were talking about Carnival just taking hard lines. I just I don't know. I think you could put things a little bit better, like John Heal telling me I can't eat chicken wings and I'm a loser if I eat chicken wings after two a.m. Um, I also think, you know, as far as, you know, maybe kind of listen, we've had issues here. We have had this uh, policy in place where you're not allowed to smoke on the balconies for a very, very long time. Uh, Unfortunately, a few people are ruining it for most people, and we have to elevate our level of accountability and enforcement with this rule, unfortunately. So what we're going to have to do is charge uh put a 500 fee in place to anybody and kind of just do it a little bit more like from a soft touch and then they basically say if you court twice they'll throw you off the ship you know you get to san juan they find out you get called to the naughty room hey two strikes you're out buddy 
have fun. You know, either you, either you, either 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 you're a Puerto Rican now, officially, or you're getting yourself home. One or the other. And that was the other thing they did too with the dining. They also kind of went a hard line on, if I remember correctly, when you know you have dinner reservations. And they say you're going to be late for dinner. And if you're late for dinner, more than, I don't know, what was it, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, that uh, you will politely be asked to enjoy your dinner in the buffet. Man, if you got it and, you know, supply and demand type of situation where you can talk to your guests like that, I guess you can. I'm all for law and order. I'm a law and order guy. I'm all for following the rules. Now, I'm not saying I don't follow the rules. I'm not saying I follow the rules all the time. But what I'm saying is if I don't follow the rules, I'm not going to go crying to somebody else and realize, you know, back uh, you know, back when back when I was riding that bus and they didn't check your ticket. And then I realized I went on 20 rides and paid $350 a ticket and nobody once checked my ticket. I'm not a moron. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm going to skip buying a ticket every once in a while. See what happens. Now, if I got busted, I'm not going to go turn around and blame blame City Hall. You know what I mean? So I will screw around. I will skate things. You know me. You guys know I, you know, especially after a couple of beams or a couple of gooses and soda, I'll do my thing. But if you get caught, you get caught. Uh, and I am for law and order. But I guess bedside matter, manner comes into play here a little bit as far as I'm concerned. You're a corporation. You're a very large corporation that depends on the public and vacationers to spend on your recreational activity. I just think maybe you step back and, you know, Elevate the level of, um, I guess, sensitivity in which you, you know, you can, you can enforce it. You know, somebody said it to me recently in my kind of, you know, job interview escapade. Uh, you know, have hard policy. I forgot how they put it, but something about the way you talk to people is just completely, um, I guess, kid gloves, and especially nowadays society where the sensitivity level is up. Your policy is ironclad, but how you enforce it is with a soft touch. Is basically the sentiment that they were trying to say. And basically what you put yourself in a position to do, and I did the opposite of that. I usually, <laughs> growing up in the in the business, I would do, I would fly off the top of, I would have no rules, but I would be like, you know what, if you screwed up, I'd light you up. You know what I mean? If you did something that was clearly from the common sense school, I would light you up. Ask another shout out to Nicole. Nicole getting a couple of shout outs uh, ask Nicole about this I would just like you know I would I would have the policy of listen we're all adults we all know the rules and don't break the rules uh, am I going to let you know what the rules are no but you have common sense so do what you're supposed to do and when you don't do what you're supposed to do I light you up I freaking screamed I was a yeller I was a send you home guy I was like, you know what? But then what I did was just everybody who didn't get along with me kind of fell off to the side. And then the people who did get along with me ended up, we ended up being really good friends, long-term, lifelong friendships. But uh, nowadays, you got to do it the opposite way. And I always threatened to do it the opposite way. And that's when I say, well, you get mad when I yell at you. How about I just fired you like other people would do? You know, maybe they don't yell at you, but they'll smile and then they'll fire you. But this is the way you got to do it nowadays because people just want to, so you got to be completely explicit about what the rules are. You have to have the policy in writing. It's a very, very strict policy. And then you enforce that policy, but you do it with a smile. Sir, I do apologize. But yes, this is the second time we caught you smoking on the balcony. And you did read your cruise contract. And again, I do apologize. But yes, now you will be living amongst the natives in the hills of Grand Turk. Oh, Grand Turk doesn't have any hills? That's a great point.
Okay, wherever. You're staying in Grand Turk. Maybe you can wash dishes at Jack Shack. Who knows? All right, so let's get back to Norwegian. Now, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line today announced the addition of free and reduced airfare to its long-standing free at sea program, which had helped drive earnings uh, and bookings for the brand in general. So we all know about the free at sea situation, right? You guys know what that is. <clears throat> it is, it, it's good. It, it ends up. It used to be a home run. It used to be like, holy crap, I can drink for free on a Norwegian cruise ship. Or I can get five free specialty meals. Or I can get free Wi-Fi. Whatever your whatever your taste was. Um, and they did it smart. You know, they kind of did it like I used to say. You can't knock them. They, they, they did it the way you're supposed to do it. You know what I mean? They got everybody obsessed with it. And then they just started sneaking in little ramifications. Okay, we added another category. So if you get the bargain basement category, the free at sea doesn't kick in. It's only if you get the regular balcony, not this below regular, I'm not sorry, inside cabin. We've created an even lower class of, uh, of a category of cabins so that we can make you upgrade to this cabin, thus initially activating your free at sea. So you can't even touch the free at sea unless you upgrade from what they call now sail away to a regular standard inside cabin, which nice job, well played, you know what I mean? And then not as if that's not enough, they also increase the price of the package that you're not paying for, you're not pay paying for the package, but they increase the price of it. Why do they do that? So that you can uh, pay uh, the uh, higher amount because the percentage of the gratuity doesn't change. So if you're paying you know, gratuity on $49 a day, of 20%, you're going to pay that same 20% when they raise the drink package to $100 a day. Well, we're not charging you for the drink package. Yeah, but the gratuity just went up incrementally as the price of the drink package went up. I see you, Norwegian. Good job. You know, you got us. And what they do is they can still sort of, on most sailings, step away and say, well, it's still cheaper than booking on Royal Caribbean and adding the drink package. And as long as they're still just a little cheaper, despite the fact that they're a shadow of what they used to be, it's a, you guys have heard me talk about this before, so we'll move on. But uh, we got a quote. Now they're adding uh, discounted airfare. And uh, that's a good thing. So not only are we known for offering guests the freedom and flexibility to cruise how and when they want, but and that's the whole freestyle thing, or as they say nowadays, free. Uh, shout out to Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide Till Infinity, you know, roof on fire. But we also recognize as one of the most, we also are recognized as one of the most inclusive vacation experiences available said Andy Stewart, President and Chief Executive Officer of Norwegian Cruise Line. With the addition of free and reduced airfare to free at sea, we continue to give guests even more reason to vacation with us. With over 200 airports across the U.S. and Canada and Europe included, guests can take advantage of the free or reduced round-trip airfare for up to two guests when flying to home ports including Barcelona, Honolulu, Miami. Oh, I scrolled out of there. Miami, Seattle, and Seattle, the company said. In addition to airfare, guests can select beverage packages, shore excursions, credits, specialty dining packages, internet packages, and Norwegian's Friends and Family Sale Free Initiative, which enables the third and fourth guests in a stateroom 
to sail complimentary, Norwegian said in a statement. While Norwegian free at sea program cruisers who book a studio or inside stateroom will receive one free option, those who book an ocean view, balcony, or mini suite stateroom will receive three free options. And guests in the concierge class, concierge class, and the Haven by Norwegian will receive all six options. So now they're up to six options. Free at sea has added reduced or in some cases free airfare to the list let's see how uh how long it takes for the nickels and dimes to add up with the add-ons that they attach to that over the course of the next several months and years cynical damn they don't let me on the bliss they don't let me on you know the uh you know they don't let me on the edge i don't get on any of these ships because i am a shit talking cruise podcaster anyway uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Apendra Patel. What's up, buddy? Some really good contributions to the Cruisers Ultra Lounge. And I want to give a uh, shout out to the Always Be Booked Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. It's a group. If you like what you hear here, uh, definitely check that out. All you have to do is ask to join. I'll let you right in. And we are an interactive community. We share pictures. We share stories. We share jokes. And uh, we support each other. And we just celebrate everything that is cruising in any way we see fit. So uh, it is the Always Be Booked Cruisers ultra lounge on facebook uh shout out to glenn and uh sally uh i think it's pronounced racine or rakine or racine i do apologize it's a very very simple name i'm a moron i should probably know i'm gonna go with racine glenn let me know how i did uh big shout out to them for braving the dun river falls experience with a hangover and i was commenting there i was realizing that you know they did dun river falls with a hangover Man, good for them. I was like, that's that's pretty impressive. They got up to the, and then it kind of came over me that if I, I realized that, listen, you've done dozens and dozens of excursions. And you were probably hungover for all of them. So I guess you got to do what you got to do. You're on a cruise. You're having some drinks. And you got to go to war in the morning. You got to get to that shore excursion. I only think I missed two or three. I only, out of all of the shore excursions I booked, I only think I missed two or three because of being hungover or uh, went too far the night before. Who knows? Um, all right, moving on. We have a story, <clears throat> a great story about a group of fishermen being saved by a Costa cruise ship. On Tuesday, Costa Luminosa, which was sailing south of the Peloponnese towards the port of Catacolon received a request for intervention from the Hellenic Coast Guard Joint Rescue Coordination Center of Pierius. They're they doing this on purpose to me. Pierius to aid the fish carrier Killick One. They were in serious distress due to a fire on board. And what is the biggest enemy and the biggest fear to any cruise ship while I see? Yes, fire. Under the guidance of Captain Pietro Senisi, Costa Luminosa deviated from the route to reach the boat. Despite the dense smoke coming out of the fish carrier and the adverse sea and weather conditions, with wind at 30 knots and 2 meter waves. Okay, 2 meter. I'm, we're American here, so let's work that out. I always equate, equate a meter to a little bit less than a yard. So that's probably two meters. If you go yards, that's going to be six feet. And then just minus a little bit of that, so it's about four foot. Four foot waves about, which is not overwhelming, but sizable. Uh, the rescue operations were successful. The 11 crew members were recovered from the bow 
kilic worn by the Costa Luminosa tender and then transshipped on a cargo ship previously involved in operations by the Greek, Greek Coast Guard. They are all in good health. Costa Luminosa later resumed the route towards Catacalone. One of the calls included the in the one-week itinerary to discover Greece, Croatia, uh, Montenegro with departures from Venice and Bari offered by the cruise ship until the end of the year. So they get a little promo in at the end there for Costa and their itinerary. Guys, be honest. We don't lie to each other, do we? Tell me the truth. I want you to really ask yourself, when you hear a story like this, does it for any second occur to you? Now, I'm not saying you do it. I'm not saying we're going to go out and do this and this is a real thing. But does it ever occur to you to get on a fishing boat and create a fake fire in the middle of the ocean just to get rescued and get yourself a free cruise? Because I have. I've thought about it. I've thought about it long and hard on some occasions. Now, I'm not going to do it. I'm just saying. I thought about it. All right, let's get into the main topic of the show, and that is the first purge of cruising. It was a Facebook post in the Ultra Lounge, and uh, we said we will do this just once. Once per year, we all love to cruise, but one time per year on just one day, we will all say what we do not like about our favorite form of travel. Travel. Travel? Your comments will be used for an upcoming episode, and this is the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the official Purge of Cruising. All right, let's open up all these comments here, and uh, we'll start with Joe. Joe says, uh, better food in the main dining room. Now, I agree to an extent. I think the main dining room has really it's, – it's crazy how cruising is kind of still kind of – I guess finding its way and finding what it's actually going to be because, you know, they're still learning what rules make sense, what rules don't make sense, what policies make sense versus what don't. And then so many of them, so many different ones have a policy in the main dining room of, you know, on the new ships. That's where I think you're going to have good main dining room food because when you're uh, when you have a new build out there and you basically you may want to sell your specialty restaurants and that's the ultimate idea is to make as much money as possible off the sailing however you don't want to have the embarrassment you can't afford on a new build to have the bad reviews come out so i think while a lot of cruise lines do purposely decrease portions and maybe decrease imagination and maybe even in some cases flavor on some dishes in the main dining room uh I think the ultimate goal is to get you to pay for the specialty restaurant, which is a different product, thus making you spend that anywhere from 15 to 50 in some cases $80 on a specialty restaurant. I just think you're going to find that more in the older ships than you will in the newer ships because the older ships, there's so many reviews out there on them already that the negative reviews about, you know, you didn't like your escargot in the main dining room that comes up. It's going to be a little bit of a blip in the radar as to where when I went on the Norwegian Escape, the, the, the main dining rooms, which were three of them, were all delicious every single night because it was a newer ship. And you know what? You just don't want to embarrass yourself. You don't want to open up with a bunch of bad reviews. So they're going to have their act together. Joe, thank you for that comment. I agree with it to a point, and it's definitely worth bringing up. All right, JT says better disembarkation procedures. Man, JT, I cannot argue with that at all. 
because I don't know if you're talking about tender or just debarkation for the crews or both, probably both. And yeah, I mean, the truth is probably something can be done. Uh, and while you're in it, it just feels like forever. I've had disembarkations where, you know, and my always best way to disembark, say what you want, judge all you want, is when you oversleep and you're just the last one. I've been, I've been the last one on a, the last, the last person on a cruise ship three times. I know the disdain a lot of you probably have for someone like me if you're trying to get on the ship. But at the same time, yeah, you just stroll off that ship. You try to be diligent. You try to get up on time. And then, yes, you're waiting in a massive line uh, sometimes. And it, God forbid something goes wrong. God forbid one person. This is what happened to me on the breakaway. And it was the it was the perfect storm of awfulness because I had just gotten run over by a Jeep in Nassau. And I could barely walk. And, of course, that's going to be the freaking cruise where one customs agent doesn't show up. And now there's only three instead of four or five. And the entire port of Manhattan, the entire Manhattan cruise terminal is backed up. And there is a line that is going through the ship, around the casino, upstairs. And I'm standing on this freaking line with uh, basically (laughs) incapacitated knee. Um, So I do think... Uh, They should be better with it, but at the same time, let's look at it like this. That ship had 5,000 people on it, whatever it was, 4,000 people on it. And there really is one or two hallways, and there really is, at the end of the day, you have to condition your mind to just throw some understanding at it because at the end of the day, you have one exit, two exits for 4,000 people. Is there really a possible way, or do you just kind of have to say, you know what? Hope for the best because I just had a great day for the last six, seven, eight, nine days. And uh, it was a beautiful vacation. And I'm going to have to deal with this two hours of crap. You know what I mean? Sometimes you have to. But um, I agree with the sentiment. I wish there was. I wish there was something we can do about it. <clears throat> um, all right. Randy. Randy says the process of getting on and off the ship in port sucks. So she got a little more specific. Um, you're right. I agree with that. I'm almost to the point where I'm not I'm not dealing with tenders anymore. I'm just not, and it's not because I don't I, I'm annoyed by the by the boat ride. I'm just annoyed by the process, the lines. You know what I mean? You you're trying to do that mental calcul excuse me, you're trying to do that mental calculation while you're on the on the island. That's that's the worst. I made that decision when I was in a you know great stirrup keg last time, and you're literally standing in line. They're trying to hand you out watermelons. They're trying to give you little ice pops. They're trying anything they can, but you're in this massive line with the rest of your cruisers, and you see the tender boats. They can't hold everybody, and you're wondering how many boats till I get on one? How many boats till I how how much time until I feel that? beautiful gust of AC that comes in from deck one or whatever the uh, gangway deck is on the ship and I agree with that 100% I think that's a little bit in the same kind of category what are you going to do like if you're going to Grand Cayman you know you're going to wait if you're going to Great Starp K or any of these private islands you're going to wait if there's no pier you know tendering is awful tendering is, is tough that's I mean I'm going to back up and just repeat what I just said. Tendering is awful. (laughs) 
I'm ashamed of that first world problems just statement I just made. I absolutely am like legitimately ashamed of that because that's ridiculous. But it is true. When you talk about the whole experience of cruising and we all know, you know, we all love to cruise. That is one part of it that is kind of, you know, extra, ultra inconvenient. It's a little it's a little annoying. Um, All right. Marty weighs in, says the nickel and diming of paying for every little thing on board. Well, this is some cruise lines. Marty is a Norwegian fan. I think Marty has uh, gone over to Royal Caribbean recently, um, and I think he's enjoyed it for uh, more ways than one. <laughs> but at the same time, uh, his I always known Marty as a Norwegian guy. And, you know, if there's a cruise line, which, guys, I'm going to tell you right now. I can't, I can't say – I go back and forth every other freaking week of what my favorite cruise line is. But if you put a gun to my head, I probably will tell you Norwegian just because of the experience. You know what I mean? But, yeah, they will nickel and dime you, and it's uh, something you got to kind of deal with. Uh, Jody says the, sh- the lines for shows, restaurants, and elevators for a, uh, for a bartender for embarkation. So waiting around. Jody, I'm in the same boat as you. I'd say, you know, New York City is, my, is without question the greatest city in the world. And there's not a close second in my opinion. However, that is the one complaint I'll have about New York City is that during certain times of the day, the simple process of getting from one place to another, sometimes not even a quarter of a mile, will make you want to freaking, I don't know, rip your hair out of your head. But I uh, I agree. It can be like that sometimes on cruises. There is a little bit of a hurry up and wait type of mentality because the shows, they'll tell you to get there early, but then you're in line for 45 minutes. Um, <clears throat> the elevators, some, some ships are better than others, and I think that's what you do. I think uh, bartenders sometimes as well, and that's the reason, Jody, that I don't – love the alchemy bar on a lot of these ships now some of them are okay like this experience on the carnival horizon the alchemy bar was a bright spot of the ship um you know but when i have a rule my rule is if the drink takes longer to make than it does for me to consume i don't want the drink i want to move on so places like that do specialty cocktails and you know have to do like uh the thing where they muddle for six hours, then shake, then strain, then you got to throw fairy dust over your shoulder while you inhale it, then it gets lit on fire, wrapped around your head three times, and then you're allowed to drink it. Uh, for me, it, you can keep that. I'm not so into that. But uh, I do get it. Waiting online is is tough for cruising sometimes, but I think you know that's why you go on a mega ship and has all the bells and whistles, and they bite off more than they can chew from, oper- from an operational standpoint. That's why... I'm so happy to go on the sky because you don't deal with that. You know, you don't deal with as many as much as much waiting and as many lines and things like that because you know it's it's a simpler, it's more simple experience. Sid, what's up, buddy? Sid, this is a little short right here. You didn't. Uh, it's, it's very short. I expected longer out of you. <laughs> Chair hugging or whirlpool jacuzzi packed with kids and life vest. Sid, you nailed it. Chair hogging has never affected me, only because uh, I'm translucent and more than 12 minutes in the sun, I got to go for a walk anyway. Uh, but the whirlpool and the jacuzzi, but it, it, it does speak to a lot of people, and it's one of the most controversial topics in cruising is the chair hogging. Uh, but the whirlpool slash jacuzzi packed with little kids in life vest, yes, I agree with that. I say that all the time. I am pro-family. I love, there's nothing more than I there's nothing more that I like when I see my friends have kids and uh, you know I, I haven't gone that route but 
man, it's so heartwarming to see them grow up and see their milestones and, 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 you know, just to see they're adorable. I love my friends, kids. I love just kids in general, of course. But at the same time, you know, when you're on a cruise, uh, kids and families, of course they should be allowed to cruise and enjoy it more than anybody else. But can we get some adults only, more adults only area, make the cruising experience, you know, for those that want to get away from that, that don't want to be in the mix with the families and the kids. Can you give us something to hold on to that is not, uh, you know, that is just our own, that we can enjoy ourselves and set, you know, maybe an F-bomb flies out or maybe somebody's top falls off or maybe somebody falls to the ground, maybe... Dare I say? Dare I say? Somebody, you know, discreetly vomits in the corner. Things like this happen. You know, it's not ideal, but it, they happen. And uh, can we have a safe space where there aren't any children that are there to interrupt it or make us feel like we have to go back to college and reevaluate our lives after we do it? You know, can we? Can we do that? That's all I'm saying. All right, Paige, getting up so early uh, to get off the ship on disembark disembarkment day. Disembarkment day. Paige, you, you made up a word there, and I respect it. I, I do it all the time. Uh, slippery pool deck, she also says, and uh, she's fell, fallen and had some terrible bruising. All right, so getting up early on the disembarkation day, I'm not here to tell you I like it. I'm not here to tell you I always conform with it, but at the same time, I will tell you, I don't know. I don't know what else they're gonna do. I do get. I respect. I respect business too. I respect a tightly run organization. And one of the things I love about cruising is how tightly they run things and how, you know what? They don't let the cruise ship sit in there for a night. They don't let it sit. It, it, they don't let it sit there. And you're counting. You know, if you if you got a seven day cruise, you bet your ass that counting day one is one of your days. And I get that. And if you let people disembark late. Uh, you get further and further away from being able to count that first day as an actual day of the cruise. Thus, that would hurt the bottom line of the business. So I don't think there's any way you can regulate and let us sleep in until 2 and then, you know, turn the ship over, clean it, reboot everything and let people board at 7 uh, and then kind of go through all the expenses that you're going to have to go through from 7 p.m. to whatever it is, midnight to 3, 4 a.m. And... And then not call that an actual day. You got to call it a day. So in order to call it a day, you got to get people off. And you just, you know, I agree. I don't like it either. I'm with you. But I don't think there's much that that can be done about that. I don't see that changing anytime soon. I did hear a couple of rumblings of, uh, I think, maybe Virgin Voyages or some cruise lines uh, experimenting with that. Again, I don't know how that's going to go. We'll see. Uh, stuff you can't fight City Hall. Lonnie. Uh, bring back the effing midnight buffet. <laughs> Passionate about this one. And no I-D-G-A-F to those of you who knows what that acronym means. It's um, it's a bit profane. Uh, about the, 24, the other 24-7 options. So uh, Lonnie says that uh, they want the midnight buffet back. I want my pizza and a midnight buffet. So a real deal, legitimate buffet that gets rolled out at midnight. Yeah, I don't know why they would get away from that. Who knows? Maybe they just listen. They do the work. They they understand. They've um, they know the numbers. You know what I mean? Maybe they were just throwing away a lot of food by doing that. I get it. I wanted to. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm not knocking all of your purges down. What I'm doing is just giving the contrarian, uh, I guess, reasons why cruise lines may or may not be doing this, and I'm just trying to find a reason. But at the end of the day. 
there's not one that I've disagreed with so far. I'm with all of you guys. You kidding me? Midnight Buffet? John Held Healed. Healed. Hooled. John Held. John Hiled. John Healed. John Held. Held. Uh, you're judging us. You're judging us for wanting chicken wings after 2 a.m. Knock it off. Uh, Jeff. Jeff. Embarkation. Disembarkation. Mustard drill. 100%. We've gone over that. Agree with you. 1,000%. Jeff. Uh, especially the mustard drill part. But again, I don't know. I agree. I always say to you guys that I don't think the vacation starts until the mustard drill is over. I stand by that. And I don't know what we can do. I wish there was a way. Everybody tries every once in a while to do weird things. Like last uh, the Harmony of the Sea, shout out to Beatrix. We went on it and we had to stand in the promenade and watch some stupid. This was dumb. Oh, yeah, very rarely do I do a hard line on something. I'm hard line against that stupid uh, uh, production. It's supposed to be like a James Bond movie to teach you about the mustard drill. That, that was awful. Like, dude, we all know this sucks. Don't try to act like it doesn't suck. Just give us our medicine and let us move on to the Lido deck and let us have our drink. All right, Jim. Jim says jerks. There's too many jerks on most cruises. Jim, I agree, but... I will also, in that statement, have no problem removing cruises, the word cruises, with the world. Uh, Marty is back. Marty says, the bad image the rust bucket carnival ships gives to the industry. <laughs> Marty might be playing to, uh, to, to playing, playing my song, my tune right there. But uh, I don't think that's an issue. Marty, I'm not going to ride with you on this one, you know. They forget to paint the fantasy every couple of months. I don't think that changes the whole industry. Uh, but uh, <clears throat> it is what it is, and I do appreciate the sentiment. Tracy, I wish there were specific bars for the bubbles package. I hate being four rows deep behind a frat group wanting a simple Diet Coke. Frat groups and their Diet Cokes, you know, you got to put a stop to this. Frat groups have been have been clogging up lines at land-based and sea-based restaurants and venues trying to get their Diet Cokes for decades now. And it's about time, Tracy, that somebody put a stand. Uh, specific bars for the bubbles package. Oh, for the – oh, she's talking bubbles. That's not alcohol, right? Okay. Um, yeah, the problem is with that, a Royal Caribbean pretty much does it. I don't know if you've sailed Royal Caribbean before, Tracy, but, you know, they make it pretty easy. It's just a machine. You walk up to the machine and you walk around. It's a little annoying, too, though. you got to strap a giant freaking bladder buster uh, thermos to your chest, you know? So that what they're going to do next with Royal Caribbean? You get the you get the uh, soda package and all of a sudden, you, you know, they're going to give you a lanyard so you can carry around this bucket and fill up your uh, liquid poison. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be easier, but keep in mind also, they don't do that a lot of times. It's just the same thing with the Carnival Pizza. So annoying. They keep that line there. They don't ever adjust the pace that they go at. And they're going to work and make the pizzas in the same pace that they do. And if a line develops, so be it. Hopefully, in their eyes, that line will deter other people from getting in the line. And that is definitely, I can 100% tell you, I don't know it, but I do know it, that Carnival puts that policy in place. You make so many pizzas per hour, and that's it. You don't elevate, you don't go faster to accommodate a bigger line. 
uh, oh, we have already calculated, I'm talking in, from the carnival point of view, we've already calculated how many pizzas we're going to go through on this sailing based on how many cruisers are on board, and this is how many pizzas are going to be made. So do not rush. All right. Uh, Tracy, I haven't been reading the – oh, no. Tracy, that was you. Tracy and I haven't been reading the last names, but I want to read yours. Tracy Quesadilla. Uh, Angie, what's up, Angie? How you doing? How's the uh, how's the bottles of water coming? Uh, she likes the food, but she misses spicy ethnic food when she's on a cruise. Carnival, they have that uh, Tandoor, I think. Tandoor, the uh, Indian restaurant on Carnival. It's uh, that walk up usually at the back of the ship. I love it. I mean, I, 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 I think they should do more stuff like that as well. I love the deli. I love the uh, Indian spot. I love all those places. The um, I like the spicy ethnic food as well. I don't necessarily say I completely miss it because I don't think they completely remove it from you. But I think, you know, the cruising market, it's American market. They try to appeal to American tastes and stuff like that. And I think that's what they try to do. They try to go for what their perception of what the Americans want. And <clears throat> that's why a lot of the ethnic food doesn't exist. But I agree with you. I would like to see more of it. Oh, she's going to weigh in again, and she's going to say if she's going to be a little heartless, she'd like there to be a slow lane for people with mobility issues. Ooh, heartless, yes. Um, I may not go on this ride with you either, Angie. <laughs> as annoying as it is, and I find myself, you know, you got a full plate of food, and there's nothing you want. You want When you fill up that buffet, first, how do you guys go about the buffet? I go to the buffet. You know, you grab the plate. You never pick up food when you first see it. You never pick up any food at the buffet without doing a full lap. And I mean a full lap. I mean they may double up. You may get the same uh, options on the uh, front end of the Lido de Cafe as you do at the back end. But you don't want to rely on that. You want to make sure you don't want because if you if you if you if you're not careful, you mess around on the splendor and miss what's going on upstairs, like the comfort food, the rotisserie chicken, the mashed potatoes, the mac and cheese, the potato salad that they have all only upstairs on the second level of the Carnival Splendor Lido deck. And I only discovered, I didn't even discover that the first time, the first cruise on the Splendor. I didn't even know that was up there. So what you want to do on a buffet is get a good lay of the land. You want to assess the situation. Now, once you know what's there, then, on only then, can you go back to the front of the line and you can start strategically picking. Because that plate, I mean, I know the plates are big for the buffet, but that's valuable real estate. That's real estate that you don't want to, you know, I'm not throwing an unseasoned Brussels sprout. That's valuable room that could be filled with things like, you know, loaded fries or, you know, the carnival fried fish or, you know, uh, a couple of slices of ham that the guy can cut for you right there on the spot. Anything, you know, and you, of course you got a layer on top, you know, but what I'm saying is you want to respect the plate. Respect the plate, okay? You don't want to cover it with uh, too much greenery or too much tasteless food, you know. Bread, get the bread at the end. You can, you can hit the perimeter of the plate with the bread. You can stack the bread. Know what you're doing up there. Have a plan, guys, for Gosh sakes, have a plan when you go to the buffet. Now, saying that to say this, when you've carefully selected the food that you have for the buffet, and then you've got your drink, 
and you got your silverware. Maybe, maybe not. Some cruise lines, the silverware is already at the, at the table waiting for you. Nothing. There's nothing more than you want than an unobstructed path between you and whatever chair and table is going to be open. Okay? I get it. After a good long swim, a day of drinking, and some enjoyment, some revelry on a cruise ship, and a, uh, you know, a, uh, when I go to the buffet for a snack before dinner <laughs> at 5 o'clock, my, my 5 o'clock pre-dinner snack, there is uh, nothing. that, that, that I, I, The most dangerous place on the ship is between me and an open table in that regard. However, when I do see somebody struggling with mobility issues, whether it's in a wheelchair, whether just, you know, elderly and they're walking, I immediately stop and I, I do. I, I have the gratitude. I stop in my tracks and I say, there by the grace of God go I, which, um, you know, is, is something that uh, my dad and grandfather used to say. And uh, you're thankful that you're not in that situation. And I change my mindset and I say, I smile and I say, sir, ma'am, take your time. We're in no rush here. We're not going anywhere. We're at sea. We're so, so I know I'm not going to go on that ride for the mobility lane, but I think you were, Angie's a great person, so I think she was kind of kidding around anyway. Um, Marty, <laughs> I see a four-hour-long podcast coming, just this one thread alone. Marty, you might be right on that. No, we're not going to hit four hours, but... As I'm saying that, I thought at least three times during this. I'm like, how long is this one going to be? I don't know how long it's going to be. We still have, we don't have that many emails this week, so it may not be that long, but we'll see. All right, Jennifer. Jennifer says, nobody wants to hear your blatantly phony army stories in the hot tub, buddy. Ooh, sounds like this is a little personal here. I think Jennifer was in a hot tub. This is kind of specific, Jennifer. <laughs> uh, I don't think all army stories are fake. So I think you sat in a hot tub one time and you probably had some jerk that sat in there and just wanted a bunch of attention. Uh, dare I say fake valor? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Did you, were you able to prove that this was this, this service man or woman um, did not do the things that they say? You got to be careful a little bit with that. But if Jennifer, if you say that, if you say so, I, I'm going to take your word that you have sufficient evidence that uh, this person was running their mouth and saying they did things that they didn't do. And what I will say also is that uh, I believe you and you don't have to keep it specific to army stories. It's just that and oof, I don't know. I'm going to say I've definitely been guilty of it, you know, attracting attention to yourselves. And that's just a New Yorker thing. New Yorkers are loud people. And it's not sometimes just loud for the sake of being loud. It's also loud because a New Yorker inherently thinks that it's their responsibility to provide the entertainment for the group, whether these group, this group wants it or not. We've talked about it before. I think Juan had mentioned before about uh, some people about on, on cruise or there was uh, there's been stories about loud, typically stereotypical Long Island people guilty, you know, and I've even said it when I was on the breakaway when I hadn't cruised out of New York for a while, you know, the annoying jokes you got to deal with. You're on the elevator. Things are going slow, and of course, someone's going to say, "Wow, this is faster than this is slower than the Port Authority. This is slower than Grand Central at rush hour." And then there'll be a bunch of laughs, and I'm not even mad at the guy as much as I'm mad at the people who are laughing. You're encouraging this crap. You're encouraging this loudmouth to think, "Wow, you know, I killed it on that elevator." 
I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that same joke on day four. See if see if it goes up. See if it goes over in the aft elevators. Uh, who knows? All right, Beatrix. What's up, Beatrix? How you doing? Hate the small rooms and small bathrooms. Can't afford suites. Yeah, you know. Um, again, that's just to me. You just know it going in. You know, you go. You get on a cruise ship and you know you're not dealing with a regular size hotel room. And all I can say in that situation, and the only thing that's going to comfort any of us in that situation, and what you should say to anybody who cruises, and I just can't stress this message enough. Get the suitcase under the bed. Get it under there. End of story. Beatrix, though, I will say, I was shocked. And maybe it was just perception. I don't know what it was. But on the harmony of the seas, I know it's a bigger ship. But I didn't expect the staterooms to be bigger, too. And the stateroom was comfortable. That was the closest to just feeling like you were in a hotel out of any ship I'd ever been on when I cruised with you, Beatrix, on the Harmony of the Seas. I think you agree with me. I think we discussed that. All right, Les. Uh, Les says, free popcorn machines like on Disney. Well, Disney is also going to uh, bang you out an arm and a leg for their cruise. You know, you get the popcorn on the Carnival movie nights. You can uh, enjoy those, so... You know, that's something you can't take advantage of. They don't have the machine that you can self-serve, but they will give you those popcorn, the popcorn on the on the movie nights. Sandy, man, it's hard to think like this. I have to agree with the getting on and off the ship. Necessary evils, but can but they can suck. Most of the drills for sure. Loud announcements when I'm sleeping. Uh, and then dumbass people on adjoining decks who smoke on the deck or chant at daybreak. I love cruising. I have two booked right now. Um, all right, yeah. So annoying people who smoke, and you know when they're not where they're not supposed to smoke. Can't be a racist against smokers. They're allowed to have their place as long as it's designated. And you know I'm clearly not a smoker. I'm not you know I'm not for smoking anything. But you know they they have to have their area. And yes, they should not stay in that area. You can't do anything about the mustard drills. Getting on off the ship. We talked about that before. Um, Chant at daybreak. That one I'm a little confused on. But I haven't experienced a lot of chanting at daybreak. If anybody else uh, has, let me know. Fill me in on the chanting at daybreak. Uh, Bob, making everyone buy a drink package in the room. Who cares if you share when they limit you to 15? Well, that's Carnival. You're right. You're, you're right about that. Um, Carnival probably should be less concerned with getting one from everybody. If they're going to limit you to 15... Uh, and they don't care if you drink 15, then let one person in the room. That's a good point, Bob. I never thought of that, actually. Carnival really shouldn't require everyone in the in the room to get it. You know what I mean? Especially, see, this is where this is where I got you. This is where I got you, Carnival. Because you say you limit it to 15 so that, so that's 15 drinks, and two people have to get it in the room. And that puts you out. This is a good. This is a good one, Bob. I appreciate this. So they're basically saying thirty drinks is the limit in each room. If you are so concerned, like you say, not with the price and the economics of it, but you're concerned with the overserving of it. In that regard, why wouldn't you be perfectly happy with just only fifteen drinks in the room? Basically, letting them share because uh, you're you're expecting you're kind of budgeting for people to go to 15. You realize you're still okay if people go to 15. Now, if it's two people, you still go go to 15. You don't go over 15. You've achieved your goal of what you say it is of not over serving because that means 
seven and a half each. Right, Carnival? Of course it's not right. It has nothing to do with trying to cut people off or keep people at bay in terms of drinking. It's wanting to clean up and cash in, and the economics are, I'm not going to say 100%, but 80% of the factor when it comes to that. Um, Darren, I prefer the premium lines as I can't stand the nickel and diming, but even uh, the non-mainstream lines have started it. Yeah, you're right. Darren, nickel and diming, we talked about that, and... You do deal with that on a cruise, and I would give that probably the best credence of all. I would I would agree with that as probably the biggest turnoff to cruising in general is, you know, when you see that bargain basement price, when you look on the cruise to go to book a cruise, you know, whatever, Carnival Carnival Horizon for, you know, let's just take the one I just did, 150 per person, you know. You look at a cruise and you say, all right, it's bargain basement is 150 per person. You know, you should probably be able to get away from get away with that for under 500 all in, right? Wrong. You know what I mean? Drink package, double occupancy, taxes, port charges, uh, gratuities, everything, uh, and then on top of that, whatever else you're gonna spend, because nobody's not gonna spend any money, right? You're always over a thousand. It's over a thousand. So still a good deal, but you know the nickel and diming does get you to a certain level. Uh, too, uh, Jackie says too long of a gap in some entertainment lineup. Example: two p.m. something, and then nothing till four thirty p.m. Um, I've uh, yeah a little bit. You're talking about the cruise compasses or the uh, freestyle dailies and things like that. When you know it's not true. What you're saying is not true because they always have it chocked full of stuff. So there's something to do every 15 minutes on cruise ships. But I I feel you because you know a lot of it is just fluff. You know what I mean? As a lot of it is uh, you know acupuncture demonstrations or uh, we'll talk to you about you know how to burn belly fat or you know what, what, how, to, how to degrease your feet whatever the hell it is I don't know what the hell they do some of these talks bag toss when you really know that's not going to be for you because it's going to be surrounded by 300 kids so I get it a little bit more um, I guess fill up the, the, the daily planners with things because there's only going to be a certain amount of things that's going to that you're going to gravitate towards anyway. Chris is back. Uh, slow service in the main dining room. We decided to only do buffet our last cruise, and we're amazed how much time it freed at night for shows. Relaxing hot. I'm a hundred percent with you on this, and I learned that hardcore on Cruise to Palooza in September. I agree. The dinner process they drag that out for so long that you have to plan everything in your night around it. I don't want to do that anymore. I'm perfectly happy with the buffet. Or uh, I would say, you know, I, I definitely agree with that. On the horizon, and I enjoyed the dinners because we had a great crew. You know, everybody was cool. We were hanging out with each other, and it was a cool crew cruising. But I did. You get antsy just sitting there. That's over a two-hour process sometimes, very often. Most of the time, at least on that last cruise it was. So uh, I agree with the slow service and just kind of having the main dining room monopolize your night. Um, Chris, that's a good one. That's a real good one. What's up, Juan? Good to hear from you. Uh, he says, FOMO is a real thing. When I'm on a cruise, I would like to relax, but I constantly find myself going to the next thing. On a land-based vacation, there isn't always something going on, so there is a lot of forced downtime. By the end of the cruise, I often need a vacation from my vacation. One, you're going the opposite route of Jackie, saying that there's not enough. 
one, I can't get, I can't ride with you with this one because, again, you can't fault them for having too much to do. Yeah, you're going to have FOMO. You have to realize you're going to miss out on some cool stuff. You might. You might want to do everything. You can't do everything, you know? I don't think I'm ever going to blame a cruise line for having too much on the books because I'll feel like I'll miss out on stuff. While I do agree and understand your sentiment, I don't think that I should hold them, hold that against them, you know what I'm saying, per se. Uh, Colin, my least favorite is the harassing when you get off the ship at most ports or shitty ports in general. Yeah, you're right. Uh, they come at you hard. Uh, some ports more than others, definitely. But even somewhere, even in Aruba and St. Martin, they're still going to try their sales pitches. But, uh, you know, that's a good one, too. That's a good one, too, because you don't always get that on resorts or land-based vacations. Uh, the cruise port, you're like a... Uh, <laughs> you get off a cruise ship and you're running a gauntlet because they know you're a captive audience. They know where to find you, and you can't. You got to get past them. You can't get around them without getting to where you have to go, so I do get it. That, that's a good one. Pamela, service dogs that are just pets brought on by spoiled, entitled brats. I'm allergic to pets. Yeah, you know, uh, Royal Caribbean took a stand against that. Um, I can't remember seeing it again. Over 20 cruises, I can't remember seeing a dog on a cruise ship. I'm sure I have, and I probably just don't remember or didn't register so much. I just don't remember ever seeing a dog on a cruise ship. But uh, they do happen, and yeah, it's a touchy one. I'm probably just not going to touch that one. I, I agree with you, per se. Um, the people that just want to bring their pets on board should not be allowed to do that. Uh, those are people. Those people who do need a service animal. Uh, you know, the, the, I guess the gray area is where you use the term emotional support. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm going to leave that one alone. I, if service animals, if you're blind and you have a seeing eye dog, you should be able to bring that on board. I have no problem with that. But then I, you lose me in the whole discussion, and I'll just bail out when it comes to what level of mental issues you have that says you need to have your turtle with you on the ship. I don't know. I'm going to leave that alone and sit that one out. Uh, Natalia, I hate how difficult it is to follow a diet. I can exercise but cannot stop eating. So I gain. It doesn't even. I, so I gain. It doesn't even matter if food is. It doesn't even matter if food on a particular ship is great or not. So great. Uh, Natalia is basically saying she's going to eat no matter what. She may hit the gym. The food might be good. It doesn't matter. But you are going to eat. Natalia, this is a great one too. Uh, you know, I just, again, going back to the whole sit ball thing. You know, you follow the rules. You know, you don't follow the rules. If you don't follow the rules, you take the consequences. I guess that's what I look at, look at with this. If I wanted to go on a cruise and maintain a diet, I'm just not going to blame the cruise line for making food available to me. You know what I'm saying? If I'm that serious about it and uh, I can't have the fun that I want to have, without going overboard with the food then i really can't i'm not going to blame anybody else for that for me and you're not saying you're blaming anybody either i realize you're just saying that's a part of the cruise that you hate you just get so tempted and i'm right there with you and i have not i've done pretty good in the beginning i've you know done it where like okay i'm going to be sensible for the first three or four days and in the last three or four days i'm going to go off lately i've just been kind of just you know what i'm eating i'm eating when i want to eat you know what it is what it is. Uh, Colin, when your cruise gets chartered out and you're only given a crappy onboard credit based on your stateroom category. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a rarity though, right? When you are got a cruise booked and all of a sudden the, 
ship gets sold to a charter group, and then your cruise is canceled, and then you uh, you, you just get a voucher. I get that 100%. Tressa says mustard drills. Uh, also, people with zero courtesy. Um, mustard drills, people. Okay, and then this, this is a good one, Tressa. Beautiful looking. You didn't put that in there. Beautiful looking pastries that when you bite into them, they taste like cardboard. Norwegian was so guilty of that. I think they fixed it though. I think I used to, you know, it all looks this delicious looking carrot cake at the buffet. Delicious looking, um, you know, red velvet, whatever you want to call it, chocolate cake sitting there. And yeah, you bite into it and it's like, has how long has this been sitting around for? And it's really got no flavor either. 100%, but my experience is that that's gotten a little bit better. Kim says, tendering kids, the, the, the tea that tastes like coffee. Okay, I've never had tea on board, but I agree with you on the tendering, 100%. Uh, Diana says, buffet desserts that look amazing, but taste like cardboard. Wait a minute, hold on. Did you just say the same exact thing as, the, as Tressa? Yeah, that's weird. We got through the whole thing, and uh, it wasn't desserts weren't mentioned. And then within two comments of each other, the exact same issue was addressed with the exact same verbiage and comparison as well. So, yeah, I agree with you. Kim, Tender and Kids. Uh, oh, no, no. We're down to Ken here. Ken, for me to cruise, I must first get there, and I live in Michigan. I don't have time to drive anymore, so we fly. Flying is the worst part of the trip. I wish the cruise lines would have a few planes in hub cities just for cruisers. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Well, you'd be happy to know that um, Norwegian, as we said before, is doing a little bit of their part to try to make it at least cheaper. Doesn't change much as far as the hassle goes, but yeah, that is annoying. I mean, when I lived in New York, I always priced out cruises in Miami as well. And when you price them out, you know, the Miami cruise had to be significantly cheaper just to overcome the fact that New York is just such a convenient. But then the downside of the New York thing is that, you know, you don't get the warmest of weather, depending upon the time of year, the first day and day and a half or so. Um, all right, Dan's back with four wheeling roadblocks. So she's kind of on the Angie level where uh, sometimes annoyed by the people that are somewhat... Uh, incapacitated and can't move around that fast and yes sometimes it does get frustrating having to wait in those lines but like I said or just to repeat I just say you know what in that regard those those people are you gotta you, you, you gotta take a little bit more time but they're wheelchair bound or they're you know s slow or elderly so I kind of just I don't I don't let that bother me uh, Charles says chair hogs and people removing tips okay chair hogs definitely recovered and people removing tips yeah that's kind of annoying I hate when people do that these people work hard and Whatever the setup is on the cruise line, I'm not of the ilk where you should, you know what, we're going to make a stand and we're going to make them change their policy and pay them more by not tipping because that's just not going to happen. Leave the tips on there. Please make sure these people are uh, are taken care of. You know, it's not, it's not right. They got to eat. We got we to gotta make sure they're barely paid. The tips are a very, very big way that they get paid and we should not be removing the tips. That's my opinion. Jennifer, we got stuck with a table full of mil military and law enforcement husbands with stay-at-home wives who all thought it was hysterical that one of the husband's friends named a little black puppy Trayvon. Okay, we're getting political here. We didn't go back to the dining room the next day. I could not look at their faces for about 36 hours. Um, 
Okay, so that was in poor taste. I agree with you. Listen, I totally I think that's kind of uh, heinous. I don't, I don't like that either. I think that's awful. And they were clearly living in a little bit of a bubble. That's the one thing about cruising too. You, you it's a lot of fear. It's a, it's oftentimes it's an experience that you have with certain people that don't get out much and they don't live outside of the fences of their own county or wherever the part of the world they're from from and they're in a bubble and they don't realize certain things are inappropriate because where they're from everybody's doing it and yeah that would have annoyed me too i probably i don't know i give you credit for coming back after 36 hours i probably would i mean just to sit there and listen to that much ignorance is kind of um it's kind of annoying. Uh, Kara, my main issue with the with, is with other humans, mainly the ones terrible with terrible buffet etiquette, like butting in line, using their hands to grab food, and not the tongs, the chair hogging, especially the jerks who overcrowd the elevators and crop dust. Ooh, I've crop dusted, and I didn't do it on purpose. It's just like I don't know what it is. Be, I don't know what it is. Getting in an elevator by myself. That just brings the gas out of me. I don't know what it is. I'm going to be walking around, minding my own business, fine. I'll get in an elevator. There's nobody in there. And uh, the minute, maybe it's the adjustment in elevation. Maybe you shoot down or up and down. That kind of shakes some things up. You know, when you're in with a bunch of people, you're not going to do it. Uh, but you're in there by yourself. And you know nobody's going to hear or see. Uh, and you don't want to do it per se. And you're not necessarily thinking about the three or four people that are going to jump into the elevator when you get off. I, I apologize. Yeah, I've done it. I've crap dusted an elevator before. You know what I've also done? Ever be on a subway or on a train and have your, your headphones on? And then you, uh, I don't know. Are you more apt to let one go when you have headphones on because you can't hear it? Because maybe, you know what, you'll ease it out. But if you didn't have those headphones on, I'm telling you, you'd be way more careful. It's kind of strange. Um, but yeah, other humans in general, the buffet etiquette thing is 100%. You know, sometimes Carnival doesn't, or some of these cruise lines in general, even, even Royal Caribbean, they don't do you any favors either. Because the way they have the buffet configured is that it's not set up to be in one line. It's set up to kind of be jump around and be all over the place. And then if there's an area... That doesn't look like it's occupied, and you jump in there and grab something real quick. Somebody thought there was a line. It's it's a little. Sometimes I agree with you, Kara. If there's a line and if it's clearly set out how you're supposed to be set up, I agree with that. You know what? They should you should stay in line and keep order. But the cruise lines sometimes need to have the buffet set up to be more um, conducive for a line to develop and people to, in, in order to be kept. Uh, Jim, Jim uh, hated that Carnival Pride collected, stacked, covered, and locked all the lounge chairs at 4 p.m. Boo for Carnival. That's a little strong, no? Um, that's a little early, though. I agree with you. 4 p.m. and you shut down the lounge chairs? Strong. Uh, I agree with you, Jim. That's that's not acceptable. Crowding around the pools. Yeah, that's just a cruise thing. Something you got to deal with a cruise is that, you know, real estate is at a premium. And a lot of times there are going to be crowds. And, you know, I don't know whose fault that is. The only fault you can kind of say is maybe just cruise ships that have more pools or they should, you know, put more area. Like Royal Caribbean Freedom Class, that is a very, even Oasis Class too. Of course, Oasis Class. But Freedom Class, they do a great job with having a spacious Lido deck. You know what I mean? Carnival on the horizon 
and I'm sure on the Vista too, and on some other ships, they don't do as good a job. What they do is they have a huge Lido deck, but the action is by the pool. Everybody wants to be by the pool. So they take this smallish pool and put it up towards the front near where Guy's Burgers is and like near where the entrance to the elevator is. And the pool only kind of services, I would say, an eighth of the Lido deck. So that this ends up being like the desirable spots, the de- I don't know, the desirable spots are closest to the pool. Put the pool in the middle and make it a little bit bigger. You know, you have plenty of room, but you know, nobody really wants to be in that kind of like, a, I don't know what it's called, nosebleeds, but nosebleeds in comparison to how close you are to the pool and any action or festivities that are going on over there. So it is what it is. All right, Kathy, one entitled cruisers thinking they're better than everyone else. Absolutely. Two chair hogs, three smokers with attitude. Um, four misbehaving children. Five cruisers that are simply jerks. Six someone jumping in front of you when at the buffet. Seven craziness at the ten dollar sale on Royal Caribbean ships. We'll edit when I think of more. LOL. Yeah. That, I mean, we've covered pretty much all of them, and I agree with all of them as well. Raymond, couple of minor one lineups. I don't know what that is. Uh, two people that clearly see they are not next at the bar, but still order and cut in front of others. That's at any bar in the world. You kind of got to fight for your right at that situ- in that situation. I don't think that's crew-specific as much. Um, Adrian, having to wait... Too long to get off the ship in port. We touched on that. Uh, two teenage girls in bikinis walking around with no cover up and no parent. All I can think of, thank, all I can think is someone might do something to her. Uh, three people that young hogging the elevators and not letting people that older or handicapped on it that are older or handicapped on it. Four, one person uh, all dress up for formal night wanting pictures and the other not dressing up (laughs) i saw a lot of sad people because their partner will not dress up that's an interesting one uh five people fighting over pointless stuff yeah you shouldn't be fighting on a cruise ship this is i mean leave your attitude at sure um number one having to wait online we talked about that number two teenage girls in bikinis walking around so teenage bikinis teenage girls in bikinis walking around with no cover-ups no parents at all uh, all I can think is someone might do something to her. See, I don't think that's it. I, I'm just surprised because you, you, the cruising, like I said, anytime you're on a cruise ship, you're basically on a city that's a floating city. You're at sea. And I myself in my everyday life don't come across a lot of schools or teenagers and things like that. I don't raise, I don't have any kids and I don't raise. Uh, my friends have kids, but they're mostly young at this point still. Um, so I don't really see a lot of that until I'm on a cruise ship. And yes, you're kind of like, you see stuff go on. I don't necessarily see it being a predator thing. I don't think that there's like, you know, I don't think I don't think you have to worry about it. I shouldn't say you don't have to, but I don't think you have to worry about child molesters or anything like that. But what I will say is that, yeah, these kids are definitely maturing on board. And they're definitely, you know, you're online for coffee because they can't go to bars. And I'm online for a coffee. And I, you're seeing it happen. You're hearing them, oh, where do, you, where do you go to school? Where do you go to school? Well, where do you? Well, how many have you? How many beers have you tried? I tried a beer last week, and you hear this stuff, and you definitely know that um, you know this. This is their growing years, and I don't know what are you gonna do. That's just you know you think back to when you were a kid. When did you start experiencing things and exploring things? So from a sexual standpoint, this and that. I don't know what you. But what are you gonna do? That's just gonna happen. Teenage girls wear bikinis, you know. And I don't know. 
it, it, you can look at it both ways. You know, you can go the whole conservative route where you don't you stay in my sight, you put a cover up on all the time, um, or you know what? You, you should, yes, if, it, if if a couple of those stories came out where, you know, thirty year old men or whoever there was a predatorial situation on board, um, yeah, then if if some of those stories came out, I would say yeah, something has to be done. But I don't think that's much of the problem. I don't think I think people who go on cruises are you know. I mean, yeah, people, anything can happen, but I don't, I don't see that as as much of a ground for that, um, you know. But the other thing, yeah, you, you're gonna have to realize, kid, kids are gonna be growing up, and you know, little Susie may not be coming home tonight, and uh, she may wake up with a little bit of a hangover, and uh, the parents may be coming to a realization that little Susie's growing up. You're gonna have to deal with that stuff, you know what I mean? So, it is what it is. Uh, I don't know the whole, you know, some something happening to them from. Uh, from from somebody who's like at an advanced age, I don't know. Maybe one day, yeah. Maybe we have to do it. Maybe we have to put Chris Hansen on board one of these cruise ships as a uh, as an experiment to see if that stuff is going on, and then we can take it from there and realize and find out if there's an actual problem or not. All right, Chris CJ Sancocho. Chris, what's up, buddy? He says uh, he doesn't like about cruising is carnival security. Yes, that's because he was falsely accused of being in a fight and. Uh, just because he was trying to help break something up, he has a permanent ban from Carnival as of this point now. I say it, man. Can we start a campaign? Free Chris. We got a free Chris. All right, Carol. I am not a fan of the standing five deep mustard drills on the deck. Experienced this most recently on Norwegian Sun and Royal Caribbean Explorer of the Seas. Having most moved this to a public venue with a video demonstration that is the only thing i hate about cruising yeah either way though even the video demonstration like i said before is awful it, they elongate it because they think oh this is going to be cool for you to watch so it takes longer i'm thinking you know what this is a necessary evil it's got to get done just let us get it done yes yeah, so it would be nice if you could sit during it because it does it's a long time because one thing you don't want to do is show up early to a mustard drill because now you gotta wait for everybody else to get there and that usually takes 20 minutes and then the cruise director makes a statement that's 20 minutes and then the actual mustard drill takes uh another 10 15 minutes you know the the actual uh you know whatever the captain's gonna say but yeah the process ends up being can be in you know, between half hour and an hour depending upon what time you actually roll in so i agree um in that they should let you sit for that <laughs> you know it's annoying to be out in the sun just kind of stacked as cattle, but uh, I don't want to see the videos. The videos you can keep. John, I must admit, besides people being all positive, the worst part of the cruise experience is being in a crowd at the mustard drill. Boom. Said it again. Agree 100%. John, John continues, I must admit, oh no. He just said that twice. Sorry. Chris is back. Dislike the American table menu on Carnival. Looking at NCL menus, I'm much more interested in them. Yeah, Carnival. So the American table. We're going to be cool. We're going to be more loose. We're going to be more casual and open for everybody. Meanwhile, what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to basically cut the menu in half and take the tablecloths off. You know what I mean? Basically, it's a buff. It's it's a it's a glorified buffet in a main dining room. I agree with you, Chris. Colin uh, says, forced slash tacky fun activities. If you need 12 of your crew members out there line dancing to get people involved, then it's probably not really that fun. Yeah, I mean, I see both sides of that. I see, you know what? You need the party starters. You need the energy goers and, you know, get, get, get it going. I just don't like it so structured where everybody's got to do the same line dance. Just have some fun. Do a line dance. 
play five songs that are open dance, then do another line dance, five more songs that are open dance, do whatever you want. You know, like I said, the carnival deck party, the last carnival deck party I went on was literally six songs of all dancing the same song uh, to some music that was average at best, and you basically had to just dance in a line with everybody. And then after the six, seven songs were over, then it was time to go to the quest. Everybody off the deck go to the quest. Uh, Chris says, getting off of a Norwegian ship. Absolutely, Chris, I agree with you. I would stay on it as long as I could, too. Derek says, the creepy and pushy sales pitch for their crappy products after the masseuse finishes your massage. <laughs> yeah, I don't do the massages, so I get it. And the spa is a haven for upselling in general. The spa, if you're involved in the spa at all, you see the people that work there. They're all very attractive, South African, Swedish, you know, uh, Norwegian type people. Just, just, uh, and 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 they are they're very good looking and they're very loquacious and they're it's a sales pitch. The spa is a sales pitch all the time. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV weighs in. Sherry from Cruise Tips TV keeps it nice and simple. Ugh, tenders. We definitely touched on that. And Sherry, we are with you as far as that goes as well. Angie's back. She said, I thought of another one. Why are there people on the cruise ship who lack basic skills in terms of being out in public? There needs to be some kind of basic etiquette quiz. Etiquette quiz. Uh, yeah, Angie, you're not saying anything that's wrong, but two words. Good luck. It's just not going to happen. You're going to have to deal with these people. Just try to avoid them. Try to avoid them. Justin weighs in. I hate the dilemma of whether to book excursions independently or to book them through the cruise line. Uh, on one hand, I hate shelling out double the dollars on an official excursion. On the other hand, I hate the danger slash anxiety of imagining my local excursion will be late getting back to the ship. Justin, to me, it's like uh, give them. Give them the benefit of the doubt. I've never gone on an organized excursion and been late to a cruise ship. All the times I've almost missed the ship, I've done borderline on purpose because I was drinking. Uh, I would say you're not going to have a problem. I would also say if you're worried about it, if you're going to book through a third party, book the early run of it. Book the early run of it because it's only going to be three, four, five hour excursion. Chances are you have six, seven hours on on the, on the, on land. So. Just give yourself some time, you know what I'm saying? And then go to the bar, drink, and almost miss the ship that way rather than have them driving you back late. You know what I'm saying? That's about it. All right, that's the main topic of the show today. Hope you guys enjoyed the one-per-year cruise purge. And now let's get into a couple of your emails. All right, we are at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. We appreciate your emails. The email portion of the show has become a lifeblood of the show and... Please do not hesitate. We read pretty much all of them that are meant to be read. Uh, a couple of travel in inquiries and things like that. By the way, always be booked travel. If you want to book a cruise, you can hit me up at the same email address, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. But for now, let's get into the emails. Hey, Tommy, listening right now and have a suggestion pertaining to attendance of the group cruise. I do honestly think you might be a little bit better attendance uh, you might get a, he said bet, but he meant get a little bit better attendance if you were to do a group cruise uh, seven or eight day in August or September 2019. I just want to see people able to do it. Here are some reasons worth considering. A lot of people already have cruises booked around your time frame and me, uh, I'm already tapped for that period. Uh, 
as you say, people struggle to fly to Miami for a four day. Uh, if you were going to do a four or five day, it would be best to do it over a weekend and your audience uh, attendance would boost very quickly. I would keep it on a freedom class ship, mainly just think people need more time to plan. Um, that's from Scott. Scott, you're right. That's why we did cancel it. And I took all that. You were one of the people that said, and a few other people mentioned the same concerns and clearly, yes. So I wasn't necessarily, this is my first group cruise. And while I did say, you know what, we're keeping it this way because of the fact that we can continue to change it and rearrange the dates as much as possible. And we're still not going to get everybody to be satisfied. So we're going to keep it how it is. The points that you bring up and some of the other people did bring up are absolutely valid points. And because of that reason, we will change the date of the group cruise. All right, here we go. Hey, Tommy, on the last one, I left off with sailing out of Costa Maya, heading out towards Isla Roatan. And that is, oh, this is from Sid. So we got Sid back, and he's continuing his journey that he took on, uh, that he started with the um, last couple of shows. We woke and hit uh, the buffet. Uh, for me to order omelets and a breakfast burrito from Blue Iguana before heading out to the port. We had an excursion around 11 a.m., so we walked over to the beach side of the port. This is the port that has the ski lift from the shop area to the beach. I actually wanted to do that. I, I didn't do that. I did the zip line, but I didn't do that uh, ski lift. I personally didn't use the lift because it's only a 5 to 10 minute walk to the beach area. But yeah, but it's fun. We hung out at the end of the beach uh, around the snorkeling area. After a couple of hours on the beach lounging around, we headed back to the shop area of the port to meet up with the excursion guide. We did a chocolate-making nature tour. Uh, if you like learning about tropical fruit, vegetation, and how to make chocolate by hand, it's awesome, but definitely very slow-paced for many of the cones in the always-be-booked Ultra Lounge. As a tip, this is not a port for renting a car and exploring. Have a beach day or do an excursion or both. Roatan is a beautiful island, but it does have a cluster of bars uh, it doesn't have a cluster of bars and shopping near the port like downtown Cosimo. After the excursion, we headed back to the ship. I decided to see what uh, specialty restaurants they had on board. So we walked around to see what was available besides the main dining room and quick service spots. The ship only has a steakhouse and sushi bar. So we just did the MDR this night. The rest of the night, we hung out by the Alchemy Bar. And I see what Stu is talking about with the crowd here. Um... I think he's talking about gay people. There's a lot of gay people by the um, Alchemy Bar. Uh, he did the Atrium Bar also and the Aft Pool. The next day we docked off the shore of Belize for tendering or water sh water shuttling. Very good. You corrected yourself. It's now a water shuttle from Carnival to Port. We planned an excursion for this port since we wanted to see a Mayan ruin and we knew we were hitting Mr. Sancho's in Cozumel, so we figured this would be the best opportunity. The tender process was a little slow, but we made it to Port with uh, with about an hour after about an hour after we got to our tender uh, departure time. From the port to the ruin site took about an hour by coach bus. I personally thought it was a cool site, uh, and we were able to climb two of the four temple pyramid structures. Uh, back at the port, we had some lunch at one of the restaurants, uh, restaurant stalls showing Caribbean selections. The food was good, but not memorable because I can't tell you the name of the place I ended up having. I can't tell you the name of the place, and I end up having Guy's Burger about an hour later. In this port, uh, plan an excursion or have a ship day unless you want to do some shopping back at port. Back on board, many of our group hung out at the main pool 
and kept the bar staff busy. Good for you. By the time dinner came around, we just decided to hang out and watch the movie Playing by the Pool. Uncle Drew, the basketball movie with Kyrie Irving and Shaquille O'Neal. I never even heard of that movie. That actually sounds pretty cool. I would check that out. Uncle Drew, was it as good as, um, what's that one movie you were? Blue Chips. Was it as good as that? The rest of the night was enjoying my bottle of Jack Daniels and the sea air. How can you knock that? Uh, continuing the story, Sid was able to uh, acquire some Jack Daniels, and it did make it onto the ship, so good job on that. The next day was Cozumel, and I wonder, I say that, and I wonder why I'm not invited on any inaugurals. The next day was Cozumel. We took a cab over to Mr. Sancho's for about $5 per person. For the cones that like to party, this is definitely the spot. For $55 a person, all you can drink and eat with ordering from the menu. It's a great deal. Strategy was uh, strategy was we called the server over eight of us put in ten dollars a piece and we said just bring us a tray of whatever you think is good that's a great strategy after a sixth day uh, tray of 15 drinks we became the life of the party of course you did at mr. Sancho's from what I remember uh, from what I remember get the steak tacos off the menu and avoid the buffet if you like spicy drinks get the spicy margarita with the Mexican spices on the rim my wife didn't tell me to stop before I embarrassed myself oh yes oh. <laughs> it's always the responsible of the wife huh she didn't do her duty but that's okay um, but I thought I was perfectly fine after a good five hours of Mr. Sancho's we headed back to the port oh, so you didn't give us any details no details on how you embarrassed yourself Sid um, Back to the port where I decided to pick up a bottle of Hennessy White. While boarding the ship, uh, the line for alcohol check-in was long, so no, and no one was watching. If you walk down the corridor with your, if you walk down the corridor with your alcohol, so I started walking. I made it back to the room with my bottle, but I didn't open it since I was actually planning on taking it home. The re- wow. Sid, you're pretty good. You're getting this, all this booze through the, you know, that's shame on them if they're not that strict, and you can just walk on the ship from a port with your bottle because they just weren't watching yeah shame on them they you should do that every time and good for you having the discipline to not open it uh the rest of the day we relaxed or should i say recovered by the main lido pool the last day the last full day on the ship was a sea day this time we hung out by the aft pool and chilled for lunch we decided to try the sushi place i'm not the biggest fan of sushi so i wasn't that impressed with my salmon roll but the beef appetizer was really tasty the rest of the day was pretty chill we decided that we didn't want to party on the last night so we packed and watched tomb raider since it was playing on the TV in our cabin. Since we had an early flight, 1045, we took the first opportunity to disembark with the priority guests. We started our way off the ship at around seven o'clock and was and was through the cust- was through customs at 715. It felt like they were just waving people back in as long as you had your passport in hand and you didn't have to declare anything. Yes, the early is the way to go. If you really definitely want to guarantee that you're gonna get off the ship at a decent hour, you go early and you could do it. But if you do that mid stuff, that nine o'clock, 10 o'clock stuff, you're gonna be in line. Uh, overall, the trip was a blast. I would recommend sailing the dream, especially if it's sailing out of New Orleans. Hopefully I gave the people some ideas on things to do with this itinerary or they were entertained by this story. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday, Tommy, Sid. Sid, I thought your reports were awesome. I really, really enjoyed it. I think we got a lot out of it. I think you gave us some good hints and you entertaining at the same time. Uh, <clears throat> man. Sid is a Sid the smuggler. I mean, we shouldn't say that out loud here, but who's listening? Um, all right, moving on. 
Uh, but Sid, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to go on a cruise and actually, you know, record your thoughts and, you know, and share them with us in, in a, a detailed three-part series uh, recollection of what you did on your cruise. And I'm not I'm not even being funny. That was a really, really cool thing. And if, if, if people aren't happy with that report and weren't entertained by it and didn't get anything out of it. I don't I don't think that's the case. I think everybody was. But if not, know that at least I definitely was. And if you go on another cruise, I would ask you, if you don't mind, please give me the same report. Thank you very much. Um, hey, Tommy, let's play a game and call it One Gotta Go. Oh, here we go. I love these. I don't know. I don't even know the game yet, but I just love the someone's thinking up a game and we're going to do it. I will throw out three attributes of an imaginary cruise, and you have to choose which of the three options you'd most be willing to do without for the entire cruise. You can keep two of the three. Let's play. Okay, so he's got three rounds here. <clears throat> I guess the game is he lists three things. And uh, out of the three things, I guess the idea is to make them kind of close. Beatrix, this guy's kind of trying to give you a run for your money. Let me see who this is. I'll make sure it's a guy. This is DJ. Absolutely. So, uh Three rounds, and you got to pick two out of the three things. The one thing, oh, I'm sorry, you got to pick one of the things to throw away, the thing you could do without. Ideally, it's probably a tough decision, I'm guessing. All right, let's 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 see what we got here. First round balcony suite, sail away party, or quest game. Ooh, yeah, I like your style here. I like it. Um, what are these? This is a good one, man. You got. You can get two out of the three. Which one don't you want? I would throw away the quest game. Definitely, hundred percent. I've seen enough quest games. It's, it's, they get looter and looter. And I, I have no problem. I'm not offended by it, but it's just gratuitous at the end of the day. It's like you know, I'm not offended by it at all. Sometimes it's funny, but um, I would trade in some of the few times the quest is actually funny anymore for the balcony suite. Or uh, yeah, I'm going to the sailaway party. You got to go to the sailaway party, right? Come on. Especially if you're out of New York or Miami. All right, second round. Let's see if it gets harder or easier. Drink package, specialty dining, or pocket-rich sailing, qualify and quantify. Um, I get it. I know what you're saying about the, the pocket-rich. That's an easy one. This one's an easy one. The specialty dining, throw that out. Throw that overboard with a freaking cement brick attached to it. I mean, I'll take a drink package and a pocket-rich sailing. This, this, this specialty dining doesn't stand a chance. Uh, championship round. Here we go. Adults only aft pool, <laughs> pool and bar. I love it, DJ. You definitely listen to the show. Thermal spa, pass, casino access. That's sort of tough. That's a close one, but at the same time, I think it's easy. No, it's not easy. Oh, I love all these things. I got to go with the thermal spa pass. That would hurt. That's a tough one. It's a close one. It's definitely something I don't want to do without, but I got to go to the casino. And if you're going to give me an adults-only F pool, sign me up for that every day, every cruise. So... I do love the whole thermal spa pass process. I love it, but I'd have to kind of let that one go. All right, that is DJ. And guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you guys coming on board. Uh, as usual, follow me on Instagram, Tommy at Always Be Booked. Uh, please rate and review. Uh, the best way you can possibly help this show out is to share it with people you know, people you don't know, people who like podcasts, people who like cruising, vacations in general. 
please share the show. Let's get those numbers up. Maybe I can get me on one of these freaking, uh, <clears throat> you know, by the time Carnival, whatever the name is, comes around, maybe I can get a quick little visit. Maybe they'll let me peek inside it for a second if, uh, you know, we can get this listenership up. Also, uh, Patreon, guys, the Patreon really, really helps. You get the extra show. Uh, you know, I, I, I eventually would love to be able to do this on a more regular basis, maybe a couple of shows a week, maybe another Patreon a week. I'm going to put out another uh, still giving some thought to what the level is going to be, but there'll be another level to the Patreon. It's only $5 a month. It really, really helps me. It, it supports the show, supports the expenses that are associated with the show. I'm not just going to sit here and lie to you and say that I'm, go, I'm going to go, you know, I'm going broke over the show. But at the same time, <clears throat> it, there are, you know, there are bandwidth expenses and there's, you know, uh, there's this. This stuff you get in the time you got to put in. You know what I mean? I, I actually, this is going to be close to a three hour podcast. I'm not really sure. I didn't time it, but you know, the prep and everything that goes into it, it does, it, it, there is a lot of effort there. So, not to be, you know, try to turn this into a freaking Jerry Lewis Labor Day telethon, but if you were so inclined and you want to support the show and you want an extra show a week, uh, go to patreon.com slash always be booked. And for $5, you can get an extra show and extra show a week and support the show. Um, and that's pretty much it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next time. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place. Where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away I love your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where well, I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just sleep there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the so get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away. I love your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the police from
Put me 